And we're going, we don't need roads. of Off Topic with the Movie Guys. I'm Sean Macy. And I thought that was pretty rusty, actually. It's been, <laughs> it's, it's been a couple of months for you, mate. It has been. Oh, my God. Can you believe it? I've been away for at least a month. Uh, but yeah. since the last episode that you and I did, my gosh, I don't even know when. It could be at least six weeks, if not two months. Um, but yeah. welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um we uh, we actually have a, a little announcement uh, to make straight off the top of the show. Yeah, get it out of the way. And uh, I thought, Jason, you can uh, take the mic. Uh, <laughs> the pressure's on you, <laughs> yeah, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain <laughs> yourself. Why do I feel nervous? I don't know. So Sean and I have decided to uh, separate. No, no. <laughs> We've decided to um, kind of take a little bit of a hiatus off this show. Settle down, settle down. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what we want to do is we, we want to just take some time off to try other things. So we've got a few uh, projects in the pipeline, both together and individually. Um, we and we do. just want to kind of give them a little bit, bit of time. And uh, so we, we basically want this particular show right here to be our second last show not ever. Just second last show, show potentially of this year. The penultimate show of this year, yeah. possibly. Then we want to we want to um, we want to do a rap show as well, um, in case it is a good six months hiatus. It could might be two, could be three months. I'm not sure. Yeah. Could be twelve, but uh, it depends on how our other little projects go. But we'd like to think we can come back to the show um, here and there, and probably maybe not as frequent as every fortnight or three weeks. But yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just see how it all pans out, really. But uh, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yes, it's and certainly a lot of our um, hardcore fans uh, have, have recognised that we haven't been churning out the, uh, the old podcasts as, much as, po- <laughs> as we have done in, uh, yeah. in the past. Well, life happens, right, sometimes. So, right. Uh, yeah, look, we, we want to do it properly. We want to do a, a proper rap show um, just you know, on the off chance that it happens to be the last entry, which we don't think it will be, but uh, there's always – movies will always happen. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And, and, and also, you know, you should also know that uh, Jason and I love each other. Yes. You know, that's, that, that, that's where this all ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to worry about that. It's um, like a Romeo and Juliet story, really, I, I feel. Like if uh, you were there laying on the altar and I came up <laughs> to you and thought you were dead, then sure, I'd throw the poison down I would throat. never have the poison. You are. <laughs> Hang on, wait, wait. Did we say hiatus? <laughs> <laughs> it ends now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, anyway, uh, so – don't need to stress because A, we'll probably do this show in the future after the rap show. Uh, that's our intention. Yeah. Uh, we just don't know the frequency or when. Uh, and two, you'll certainly hear both Sean and I and separately and together uh, on on podcasts yeah. in the future. So so certainly stay involved with our social media. Uh, I know that we don't post all the time, but, but certainly any changes coming up, we're definitely going to post what's happening. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like where to where to see us, where to listen to us, all that sort of business. Uh, now, if you are going to be listening to us, 
We are currently recording on a new piece of equipment. A new toy. Yeah, which is weird. I know we're taking hiatus, okay. but we wanted to try something out, uh, something that can actually have a bit more reach around the world. Well, that shows you where we're going too, by the way, that um, we're not walking away. Um, you know, some of us have made some big investments and, um, yeah, to hopefully take the podcasting further than yeah. it already is. So, yeah, we're pretty excited by it, to be honest, and um, – yeah, tell him what he's won. So uh, what we've won, Jason, if you look over to your right, <laughs> uh, we have the Rodecaster Pro, which is basically a little uh, audio box. Uh, I'm going to you know, put it in layman's terms here yeah. uh, for podcasting that allows you to have four mics. It allows you to uh, throw your phone in by Bluetooth so you can talk to people. This is not a paid spot, by the way. This is not a paid spot. Yeah. Uh, but we... I'm loving the box. Oh, it uh, looks so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so much so. We're happy to say that. But yeah. anyway, the point is, uh, I think, is I'm trying to um, uh, say that if you're listening to this and you're a regular listener especially and you hear a little bit of difference from our other podcast to this one, then that's probably it. We are going from beginning to end, no breaks. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, break the fourth wall down, people. But, uh, you know, Jay and I tend to – you know, chat a little bit between our show. <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, for the most part, the segments are live, live. Like they are, you know, it's only when we have a break in between just a to toilet have a, break. a toilet break or top, <laughs> Usually up, me. top up our rosé or whatever it might be. Uh, that we might have a quick chat about how the show is going. Are but, you just uh, having a go at my rosé? Because usually it's not rosé. And now uh, I'm having rosé. You just want to have a go. We are finally on to you, Sean. <laughs> I'm on the proper 12. Uh, you <laughs> I'm are. on the hard stuff. <laughs> And if this is live, live, gee, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. Uh, anyway, so. Oh, can I just say a big thanks to Liam, Madison and Rihanna who came in on very short notice while you're away. That's a lie. We've been planning it for 12 months to, <laughs> yeah. to help out in the uh, recording of one podcast while you're away, which was nice. So thank you guys. Appreciate that. That's true. So so uh, I actually went on a trip to England, uh, for those of you who don't listen to the show regularly. Yeah. Uh, and as soon as I mentioned to Jason that I'd booked this trip, which was about six months in advance, he didn't seem upset at all. He was yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's cool. I know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And seven days later, I'm in his house recording. <laughs> recording, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I made a phone call and you guys were eating pizza yeah. or something at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, anyway, I appreciate I, I did listen time. to the episode. Oh, did you? Uh, which, as you know, I don't listen to many of our episodes back because, yeah. uh, you know, I do the editing as such and you do the quality control. Yep. Uh, so this is one of the first ones I've listened back to. I actually Was really, it interesting? Or? It was interesting. Oh, as far I, as interesting for you, I don't mean interesting content. I mean, yeah. was it interesting to you for you to listen back to it? No, it, it really was. Uh, and as yeah. I said, I, I was yelling out when it came to Riddle Me This. Uh, uh, my did answers. you get it before the guys? Uh, I, I, I got it around the same time, but I, I, to be fair, probably just after because someone gave away in your uh, show, which yeah. you should have controlled better. Oh, I thought I, I, thought I did that. <laughs> gave away a, uh, a little bit of a clue. Oh, and, uh, okay. Through that clue, I was put onto the right path. Okay. You weren't in public or anything, like on the plane going, oh, I've got it, I know it. <laughs> no, I had, I had some time alone, I think, uh, before I went to bed. Listen oh, to it all. <laughs> the four-hour episode is uh, good. Well, you, know, you know I've got two ambassadors of Quan, right? Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I've of got course. three, but anyway, it's he's fine, counting. Fine, <laughs> I, I fast-forwarded through your American oh. history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, love yep. fest. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I just, I'm not a fan. Oh, and it was a lot. No, no, and it was a deep dive. It was a real deep dive. So uh, I apologize for anyone who's not an AHS fan. But for those who actually are, I'm sure it would have been quite uh, interesting. That's the beauty of a podcast, though. You can just fast forward if you you do like I did. (laughs) 30 seconds at a time. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. How'd you find my intro? All right. It was good. I don't recall it now. It's like it's like one of those films you see uh, and you think, oh, yeah, it was all right. It's oh, like a Marvel film. And then later on, you're like, what, what you was say, the plot of that film? Yeah, yeah. You're saying it's a Marvel <laughs> film, all right. Um, so <laughs> I like my Marvel films. <laughs> I, I just think your new toy looks so pretty. It's got buttons and there's colors and lights coming out of it. It does. And and I just want one. I know, I know. And well, I, I've actually given you uh, two. Uh, oh, two what? Uh, oh, two, two buttons. Two buttons. Dedicated to me. Yeah, to you, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, generally during our show, you will say things where I'm like, ah, oh, this deserves some sort of reaction that Ooh. I'm not willing to give. Like a clap, like a standing ovation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So the first one uh, I thought, you know, generally would come up when you review a film or, or talk about me. Okay. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. uh, oh, there it is. Technical difficulty. Oh, you deserve one of those. You're driving the bloody mixer. <laughs> <laughs> so that one goes on for a while. Uh, obviously, see, I told you, new equipment. I'm trying to work this out <laughs> right now. And here we go. Uh, we this, should tell him he's live. This one is because every time you talk about, like, especially with news, I always, I always feel that uh, you, you know you have, you should be more positive about things. So if I feel that you're not being positive about things, I'm gonna I'm play. The- I'm the forever optimist. What are you talking about? That's how that's how you were when I met I'm you. Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play this every time I feel it's necessary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you won't be playing that at all tonight. Oh, that's poor, poor baby. Yeah. But news is always going to be like, you know, issues and drama and uh, it's not me. All right, <laughs> every news article world, we talk not. about tonight, I'm going to put a positive spin on it. That's going to be fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have to rewrite your whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Thank you, man. Just to avoid the wah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, no, look, it's actually great to be back in the room with you. We haven't even really started the show. We're 10 minutes in. So. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's what we do. We <laughs> so, do that well. So what we're working on on, on the hiatus is how to cut our shows down to 35 minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's going to take us three years. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. Oh, because we're going to go off topic so many times. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, let's let's head into the show. Uh, what have you seen? What have you been up to? Actually, what have you been up to? Oh, More well, than anything. Well, so- what I've been up to is I've been having my birthday month. Your birthday happy month. Happy birthday. What, you got a bloody bell for that or what? Happy uh, birthday to you. Okay. No, this is, uh, happy boo. birthday. <laughs> 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 get tired real quick. Uh, so what's... Um, as you get older, this is a serious <laughs> question because it's not a joke yet because obviously everyone gets older. But as you age into your age that you are, <laughs> I'm like, you know, you could tell people how old you are if you want to. Uh, do you well, tend I, to go for like, so when you're young, you're, you're one years old, you have a birthday that goes for about an hour because your parents don't care. Yeah. Really. Then you go to about eight years old, you have about a two hour party, people over. You know, you have some sort of magic performer, a clown, whatever, right? Yeah. When you are 56, yeah. do you then have a month 
of celebration because you've actually survived the year. Well, in this particular year, I thought I was one year older than I actually was. I'm not sure if I told the pod this before, but I seriously thought I was 46 until I was reminded that I was 45, not 56. So I'd actually gained. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I, I get that wrong? Yeah. I gained. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on you. <laughs> get tired real quick. People are turning you off oh, by, the, yeah. <laughs> by the dozens. All right, right. I won't play those buttons anymore. They've got to be deserved. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I found a year. So it was a celebration. Every month this year, I'm celebrating because. I've found a year. Not many people do that. How did you lose a year though? Like uh, I think when you and I first spoke about this, I was expecting you to say like at least three years. I think three years is the, oh, damn, moment. And you said one year. Like, How do you get one year? Well, I mean, what, what it really is about is after you turn 40, you really do stop counting, right? So from 41 to 45, I just didn't care, right? Yeah, yeah. I, it's just a number. I don't really mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just, I don't know, over the course of those four years, I suddenly thought I was a year older for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, until I was reminded I was born in 73, which makes me 45 and now 46. And I was celebrating. I was skipping down the street and, yeah, it was, it was a wonderful moment. Are we still in that moment. month now? I should know, right? Uh, what's, hang on, we're in August, right? Yeah, So yeah, we're not yeah. in that. Oh, no. But you said what's happened over the last, I just told you. No, I'm just thinking it is within the month though. Like, is yeah. the, does the month start from your birthday? Well, do you want to go by um, star signs on the 24th of July? Or? Do you know what? Let's, let's, let's happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> let's make it easier. Happy uh, birthday, my friends. Uh, uh, well, you celebrated with me for a second. I, nice. I, I love you to death and you deserve another year of life. Thank you. That's all we needed to, to talk about. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. what I did. Um, I also went and watched the footy with you on the weekend, which was good. Yes, that's right. Yeah, saw the Rabbitohs and Storm up here at Central Coast Stadium, which they play, I think, once a year with Rabbitohs. That's right. Yeah, it's a great venue for for football. Actually. Yeah, for yeah, for sport. Hmm. I think I um I overheard they got about three and a half thousand members up here um from uh, Central Coast, which is one of their highest membership bases outside of Sydney. Yes, uh, and that's why they like to come up here at least one, once a year. Well, not to bore people with uh, the history of the peninsula, which is right <laughs> next to uh, Gosford, but they used to have in Yamina Beach, which is a great beach if you guys haven't been to, uh, the Yamina Bunnies, which was a feeder team. Oh. No longer around, I believe, but only the last couple of years that's happened. So, yeah, there's a, there's a big um, Sydney Roosters and Sydney, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs okay. supporter base. All right. Well, yeah, right. Um, I think one of your um – the existing coaches or whatever um, he was talking about, how everyone, a lot of people have actually just literally moved up from South Sydney to the Central Coast over the, you know, the last twenty years or whatever. Are you taking a shot at where I live, or are, no. you, are you are you trying to call us the Mount Druitt of? <laughs> Not at all. Um, what have you been up to, man? Oh man, well uh, I'll run through it quickly. Obviously, I was in England, so yeah. can I give you a couple of highlights? Sure. Of England. And can I'm I have control of the, um, the audio, audio <laughs> pad? or You don't get to touch this, <laughs> baby. Uh, until I'm away again, then you can come into my house and <laughs> use it. All right. Uh, so I got to go see Major League Baseball in England. Yeah, that's kind of weird, right? That's like what an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th th they've had uh, American sports in, in England for a little while. The NBA has been there before. The NFL has got a series going for the last four or five years where they take over uh, their teams for regular season games. I know this is not movie-related people, but obviously any movie that you've ever seen or if you're a movie fan, the Yankees yeah. always feature in that. Yeah. 
So uh, <laughs> I saw the Yankees versus the Boston Red Sox. And the Boston Red Sox, in fact, uh, feature in loads of films as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. Uh, what's that one with Drew Barrymore? Uh, and uh, the, the late night show host. Um, you're talking about Kiss Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, Kiss Me Something. Yeah. Anyway, that one, uh, that's about the Boston Red Sox. He's a massive fan and all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it's huge. Like, it's a, it's a big – it's America's pastime, as they say. Um, so, I got to go see that at London Stadium. That was fantastic. Caught up with old friends. Okay. Um, I went to a wedding, uh, you know. I think we're referring to Never Been Kissed. Is that the one you're talking about? No, Never Been Kissed at the high school. Okay, there's another, yeah, another baseball. That's what I was thinking about. Oh, yeah, there is baseball in that film. Yeah, the other ones, uh, the other one wasn't very good though, was it? It's like, uh, I, thought, I thought, well, I'm a baseball fan, so I thought it was pretty good. And it had Drew Barrymore, which at the time I was certainly a big fan. Was it Going the Distance? Yeah, maybe. No, it was. What's the? Oh, The Perfect Catch. Yes, thank you. I actually was about to say that and I thought, no, it's another film. Sure. Because so, Summer Catch, that was what I was going to say. Uh, it's another okay. film. yeah. Anyway, we're not going to get it stuck in baseball films. <laughs> no. Right now, oh my God, everyone's like. <laughs> <laughs> Do we uh, have a button for that? So anyway, I had a wedding. Uh, the wedding I went to was my sister-in-law, which was great. Uh, Laura, love Laura. Um, she is my wife's youngest sibling. And, uh, uh, you know, I've always got along really well with her. So she is marrying a farmer, Farmer Jack. Um, right. And so I went up to Farmer Jack's house, really nice house. Um, obviously, being a farm has a lot of land with farm animals in North yeah. Yorkshire. Uh, and yeah, we just helped them set up as much as we could, try to keep the kids out of their hair, although they're really good with the kids. So yeah, it was just, it was a really nice family experience. Um, the wedding itself was, was, was big and um, just a country affair. In England, uh, it's hard to imagine if you're from Australia what it's like. Yeah, uh, I've seen the photos. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. not Downton Abbey because Downton Abbey is probably next level, uh, but it's not. It's one your notch regular, below that. Yeah. yeah, it's one notch below that, you know, and yeah. and and whatnot. And um, anyway, had a great time. Um, everyone was really lovely to us over there, and uh, you know, we helped out where we could. We went and visited back where I used to live for six years in Winchester, yep. the original capital of England. How was that? Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, so many people there. Um, in fact, I didn't get to catch up with everybody. And as I was getting into our car to leave for the airport, we were still catching up with people as we were getting into our car. <laughs> We've, we'd yeah. kind of forgotten about, unfortunately. They, uh, by then they heard the rumours that you were here and they were looking for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, or they were trying to dodge us and yeah. unfortunately came across yeah, us yeah, as we were yeah. leaving. Anyway, uh, the biggest movie news. Here we are, folks. Movie guys, what's some movie news right hey, now? It's only been 27 uh, minutes. I caught up with one of my good friends over there, Anthony. Great guy, super smart, too smart for his own good. I have no idea half the time what he's talking about because he's yeah. very Shakespearean in the way he likes to talk about things. Um, does Anthony come with a H or? Uh, it does. All right. But it's Anthony. Right. That's because silent. in England, like Ralph is Rafe and okay. business, you know, that's the way it is. So, uh, Anthony was telling me about uh, his family. He's got a very interesting background. I'm not going to go into that. He has, though, a cousin, Tom Bateman. He had a cousin, you know. Yeah, Tom Bateman. Now, that name probably means nothing to you. Tom Bateman probably means nothing to you, yet he is an actor. 
Right. A really good actor, in fact. I can't tell you what he's from right now. I haven't got my phone going. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Because the next the part of, of your story, story? Is, is, the, is the important part. He here. knows a guy that was related to Jason Bateman. Like what's he got invited to Tom Bateman's wedding. Right. Which hadn't, hadn't taken place yet. He had received the invite and he was about to RSVP and he said, what do you think of this, Sean? Tom Bateman is marrying Daisy Ridley. Oh, two degrees. Ching, ching, ching. Yeah. Well, that sounds more like a samurai yeah. sword. It was meant to be a lightsaber, I think. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. This is why I'd never be invited to her <laughs> wedding. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so he was about to accept to go to his cousin's wedding to Daisy Ridley. Right. So she's getting married. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun about what you could do at a wedding like that. Oh, yeah. Obviously tongue-in-cheek because yeah. everyone's going to be on their best behaviour. And yeah. Could you imagine somebody actually coming out with some sort of Star Wars sound? Uh. <laughs> like just the worst. I was actually thinking it would be all about murder on the Orient Express. It's, what's this Star Wars thing you're talking about? What is that? <laughs> Every, oh, God. Everyone's dressed in red and they fight badly. Um, that's a joke because, you know, when they fight, they fight badly oh, yeah. in that particular scene. If, yeah. if you go back and watch it, there's yeah. a really great clip where they're all standing back just sort of waiting to come in. Yeah, corridor crew, guys. Yeah, yeah. Watch that. Anyway, uh, I then... Then the last thing I've done during... Because I've been back, obviously, looking after my children, as I do. I got uh, asked to do a week of work um, as a favour to a friend. So I accepted that. And the reason why I was doing uh, this, this week of work is because it was on a drama. Um, as you know, I, I do mostly television. Oh, I went straight to escort like um, Pretty Woman for a week. Yeah? <laughs> With Richard <laughs> Gere. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'm generally, uh, how would I say, you know, I do reality television. I'm soulless. That's, that's how it is, you know. You yeah. watch The Bachelor, you watch Survivor. Like yeah. I work with all those crews that do that sort of stuff. Anyway, I got asked to do a drama, something I've actually wanted to do for a while, so I accepted for the week. And it was on a, um, a Stan show. Now, for everyone who doesn't live in Australia, Stan is basically a Netflix type of um, company. It's in Australia. Stan is huge here, just so you know, because they Localized. have they have Disney. Uh, and they have all the Marvel product and stuff like that. So that's how big they are in Australia. Yeah, yeah. very good, very good content. Yep. Anyway, they uh, until Disney take it off them for their own. Well, of course, for their own yeah, plus, until yeah. then, until then they've yeah, got great. everything. They've got the world, which is why they're doing what you're about to say. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, so they've uh, put the most money in to, uh, for an Australian drama that Australia has ever seen. So they're putting in, uh, I think, to a. I want to say it's eight episodes, but it could be a little bit longer. I'm not too sure on that, but it's apparently three mil per episode. Yeah, right. Which is That's massive, huge, yeah. considering that most Australian films here will get two to three million, you know, yeah. To, yeah. from the government. Like to, a big film would be ten. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, here in Australia. So uh, I did a week on that. I took a, a few stars around. Um, I don't watch Downton Abbey. So um, Joanna Froggett. Uh, who is in, on um, Downton Abbey. It's going to okay. be a new film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's Australian. So it was easy for me to sort of – no, she's English. Oh, right. Uh, big English cast there. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and uh, the the one Australian actor that I did drive around a lot 
was Ryan Core. And Ryan Core has yeah. been in loads of films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the last thing that he was in was Ladies in Black. Yep. Yep. Just at the cinema, maybe three, four months ago. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. As an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, he reminded me of uh, when I, I picked him up, it was pouring rain. And you're just nonchalantly. Here I am standing in front of a woman rain. asking her to love me. He reminded me of Tom Hardy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, that sort of guy who I imagine Tom Hardy would be just in person, chatting and whatnot. Yeah, right. It was really cool. Like, just cool dude. Um, and uh, he happened to be in Ladies in Black, directed by Bruce Beresford. And Bruce Beresford is, is someone who I've uh, admired for a long time. Obviously, uh, did Driving Miss Daisy and, and Mao's Last Dancer, films like that yep. um, over time. And I've also read a book of his called Josh Hartnett, I think liked my script or something, or something like that, Josh Hartnett, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, so I said, oh. I <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. You're driving with someone in a car, it's not like a podcast. If you invite someone on a podcast and you ask them a question, they know they're there to answer questions and tell you antidotes yeah. of stories. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're in a car. To entertain others. Yes. If someone wants to, uh, wants to talk to you, they will. If they don't, they don't. Anyway, it was, it was a great experience. Um, the drama aspect of doing what I was doing, working with talent, was a lot slower than it was in television. Okay, yeah, I, thought that, I thought that could be the case. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very busy. Uh, and maybe this is just this production. Um, everyone's maybe very good at their job, so it meant that I didn't have to do a whole lot. Well, well, given it's a massive budget too, they probably uh, didn't have to spread as thin, right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of actors, can I jump in for a sec? Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that, yeah. Right, speaking of actors... I don't know if the pod knows. I've been waiting a long time to uh, talk about this, but uh, for everyone out there listening at the moment, Sean and I have been actors ourselves. <laughs> we, have. we have been in multiple films, right? And is there another word for actors that's not acting? Uh, Pretenders, maybe. Pathactors? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretenders? Yeah, yeah. Protectors. Uh, yeah, protectors. Oh, God. Oh my well, god! You know I'd walk five hundred miles for you, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, so we've been in a couple of films. Now, those films that we've been in, sure. <laughs> <we've been> <laughs> <laughs> I was late on that one, but yeah, you were too yeah. late. We'd passed it. Sean's <laughs> been in more films than myself. In actual fact, he's been in, in legitimate films. But two films that uh, Sean's been in, and I've been in one for myself, is our own short films that we both did for Tropfest. Yes. Now. I did my first film, directed it in 2001, so we're talking 18 years ago now, and Sean and I played a cameo <laughs> in this film. And the yep. film was called Chloe, and, uh, you know, it was guerrilla filmmaking at its best, uh, you know, for $1.50. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was a paper that we bought for the to write the script on it. <laughs> but um, what was funny, though, is that Sean and I were in the cameo, and we are playing up, uh, you know, sending up, uh, making a parody of... You know, some guys, you know, some hoods in, a, in like a hotted up car kind of thing, right? Anyway, so I've been wanting to cut together a little piece for a long time and release oh. it on our social just to have it. You didn't. You I, haven't. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I'm going to release it because the funny thing is of all the friends that I've shown Chloe to, which is everyone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as they go through my life, um, the one thing that sticks is yours and my cameo. Can I tell you? Yeah. Like – and I don't want to say what it is now. I want to show everyone what it is. Maybe we can talk about it on the last episode. It's not Dickie's face, uh, one of our friends leaning over a counter. 
no. looking quite oddly no. into the camera. It's not that scene at all. So uh. I've cut together this thing. I just wanted to tell everyone I'm going to release it on social. I am going to run it by Sean first, just so you know. So you know. Yeah, who. can I can I have a look? Make tonight? sure you're yeah. okay with it. Now, yeah. by the way, guys, you know this is 18 years ago. It's not as, and it's been kind wow, of. Oh my god, it is 18 years ago. Yeah. And it's uh, been it's a it's a copy of a copy of a copy. So it's, it's bad, but I've done my best to kind of. Um, I think I have the original it. somewhere. Yeah, gosh, that'd be great. I'd love to get that off you. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I just want to say, look out the social media in the next week or two because um, I'm going to release this sucker for you guys to have a really good laugh at. Hopefully, um, the, the the scene in the film was intended to be funny. But it's also indirectly funny as well, because <laughs> uh, because we can't. It's not act. the outtakes, or uh... no, no, the outtakes are funny as well. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Okay, all right, watch I'll, that I, space. I will definitely uh, enjoy this viewing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, well, can I go into what I've seen? Because yeah. Can I? Because I, I want to talk about content. It's been a lot, so I just yeah, you know, people yeah, we, are here for this. Yeah. We've got to zip and zap here because there's a lot to catch up on. Yeah, exactly. So I will, I will zip and zap. Just um, grab your note, notepads, people, in case we say something you want to watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so the main thing I want to talk about is Killing Eve season two. Yes. Now tell me where you're at on uh, Killing Eve episode one, season one. Uh episode two. Sorry, episode two, season yeah one. Okay, please go further. Um, the character of Villanelle, the, the the main bad girl in it, yep. she is honestly the most exciting thing in my life ever. All right. She's I've, I've heard nothing so but good things about the show. And, I, and as a result, I watched the first episode, which I enjoyed. Yeah. I just hasn't, haven't gone on. You've got to give these shows a couple of episodes like anything. Yeah, yeah. and they're not that – like it's like eight episodes long. Yeah. It doesn't go for that long. Uh, and also I, I didn't think that I was going to like Sandra O. Oh, to begin yeah, with, yeah. but she plays the part she needs to play in this. Yeah. So Villano, the bad girl, can do what she needs to do. Okay. And all the, and and all of the supporting actors are fantastic. It's kind of like Luther in a way that all of the actors around them are just given everything to chew on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they've they've picked the best of the best um, supporting actors to do this. Well, now that uh, I've finished one of my favourite shows of the year, which I'll talk about in my turn, um, I oh, need you something. You can talk about. It I now. need something new. I need something new. So, what is your? What's oh, this? like the 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 most exciting TV show I've seen that I just smashed. And I just was so excited to watch every episode. Was The Boys? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's the uh, I read today. It's the most watched uh, binge show yeah. for the last however many. Yeah, well, I mean, it's certainly Amazon's uh, biggest starter uh, yeah. for, a, for a show. But, you know, that's not saying too much because they haven't got massive amounts of TV. But there are a couple of good ones that I've seen, actually. But, man, this show is so much fun if you're into this subgenre, which is pitch black comedy, right? Yes. And you know, you should know, Sean, because you actually have the comics, or the graphic novel, sorry, of which they're based on the source material, and yeah. you know exactly where it's going. And you showed me the first episode. We we had a night uh, your, mm. for your birthday. I mm. you know, went up and we had some dinner, and then we watched the first episode of The Boys, and it was fantastic. Yeah, well, just every episode gets better, and it's so layered and, and kind of smart and complex, but funny and and dark and black and shocking and yeah. and and turns superhero shit on their head. So imagine Watchmen turned up to pitch black. Yes. That's so, what you're watching. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I, I wasn't going to. I haven't, you know, I haven't really 
gone. I haven't got Amazon, so I haven't gone through and watched all of it yet. As you said, I've got the graphic novels, so I know where the story heads, and I'm yeah. interested to see if it changes. Yeah, from, I from reckon might, from but yeah. Um, but if you're listening to this and, and and you are a fan of the boys on Amazon, switch across the stand and look up Preacher. Uh, Preacher is one of the first uh, breakout sort of graphic novels from Garth Ennis, who yep. also wrote The Boys. boys yep. Um, and it's kind of, uh, I don't know. Uh, so if you've seen Ben Affleck in a town, yep. right? I love that film. I love that film. But then if you compare that to Heat, Heat is a two and a half hour film compared to a shorter, you know, sort of Ben Affleck film. Yeah. Heat is a more to the point robbery film and <laughs> Rob Roy? Heat. did you say Rob Roy? I didn't say Rob Roy at all. No, I said oh. Ben Affleck is straight to the point. Whereas Heat is Al Pacino, you know, saying she's got a great ass <laughs> and he's just he's like the no, the fat is Michael Mann's best film in my opinion. Yeah, and, and yeah. It, but it but it's it's also so at points hard to watch because there's a lot of drama yeah, sure. that is to get to the Kind of weird because yeah. of Al Pacino's performance in that, which is brilliant yet kind of weird. Over the top. Yeah. yeah. But it's brilliant at the same time. So that's what Preacher is. Preacher is heat. Boys, from what I from the graphic novel, is the town. It's so good. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think yeah. you could be right because I, I saw most of season one of Preacher and it didn't quite keep me in the whole time. Yeah. Uh, certainly got that wrong blackness to it, wrong no black, question. Yeah. But I think you it's can see Garth Ennis's. Uh, oh yeah, oh, thread all the way yeah, through yeah, it, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. But I just, um, I love the all the actors as well. You know, you got a great turn from Elizabeth Shue in there. You've got like one of my favourites is uh, Anthony Starr, who was in Banshee, oh, right? who's the main uh, anti-hero in Banshee, one of my favourite shows um, for that genre. Uh, and he's like he plays the main superhero, Homelander. Yeah, Homelander. He looks so different because he's clean shaven, blonde hair. But it's not until the second half of the series that you get why he took this role on. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah, half, yeah. I couldn't get my head around it. I even said it to you, I think, on the first yeah. night. I'm just like going, why has he taken this role? It's so strange for him because he's yeah. just this clean cut super Superman superhero. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see oh, it. Oh man! Uh, I think it's it's all given, and we're not going to give anything away. But it's all, it's all uh, this type of show is down to that particular moment where a guy and a girl are holding hands. One, the girl is standing on the road, the guy is standing on the footpath, and they're just you know loving each Having other. Having a nice moment, <laughs> and all of a sudden, this like sort of sound almost comes past them. And the guy is looking down at his hands and he's holding the hands of the girl, but nothing else. Yeah. And all of a sudden. The flash like superhero. Yeah. Pulls up sort of like, oh my God. (laughs) And he's just obliterated the body of this girl. Yeah. I think, look, this, this is, this show is not for everyone. No. Um, But if you don't mind the superhero genre or if you don't like it, but you like it turned on its head, if you don't mind things like uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, Preacher, uh, very bad things, just shows and movies that are just off a bit, off kilt, off kilt a bit, yeah. and just a bit wrong uh, and a bit nasty, but but um, intentionally humorous. <laughs> this show's great. Uh, I, I can't wait for season two. When it ended, I'm just like, I want to watch season two right now. And yeah. luckily, they're already filming. They're God. already filming, yeah. yeah they'll, they'll bring it out quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I saw The Big Bang... Uh, theory finale and obviously the whole season, but the finale. Yep. Very happy with it. 
um, how they ended it. I'm not going to ruin it for everybody out there. Uh, but if you are a Big Bang fan, you would have probably already seen it. I can't wait to have the box set. I just love this show. It's just it's kind of like Friends and Seinfeld and, and all those uh, home improvement to me. I feel at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching well, this. What season did they get up to? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to guess. It's around eight or nine. Yeah, I don't like. I can't remember. Okay. You know, I mean, you just. I don't even look at numbers anymore. I just click on it. I just yeah. know what I've seen and what I haven't. Uh, I have been. Sm- I smashed before I went to England. Ray Donovan. Yep. Because I was about to give up Stan before they um, gave me six months free of Stan. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Uh, so I went and hammered Liv Schreiber. What a great character role for him, huh? Oh. Like he was born to play. He's done some great stuff previously. Yeah. But no. I could almost tell you nothing that Liv Schreiber has been in except for like Scream <laughs> 2, uh, which he was great in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and I'm sure yeah. I've seen him in other things, yeah. but I couldn't. I don't know. Like I don't know what he Wolverine else has been things in. Like that, uh, yeah. Has he? Fine. Sure. Yeah. No. Sure. I hear what you're saying. But Ray Donovan, I'll remember that. Yeah. He and John Voight. Uh, politics aside, for John Voight, but you know, um, it's such a great show. Like Irish, not mo- they're not even mob. It's just an Irish family that are involved in sort of bad things coming to LA, and and they sort of. Uh, make problems go away. It's kind of got like a bit of old school Scorsese in that, don't you reckon? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, it's not so much the filming style, just um, the, you know what he, what Scorsese would love to do, a story that he would love to do. You know? uh, it would have been great to see him do a few episodes. Actually, yeah. of that, I, I got up to probably season five within maybe two or three weeks. Yeah, wow, hammered it. Yeah, um, I, I got up to season three. I, I did struggle a little bit in the late season two, I remember. but Yeah, yeah. I, I was just punishing it. I was just hammering it through it. And uh, I'm done. Like, I don't need – even if they do up to season 10, I don't need to see any more. Really happy with what I've seen. I'm happy to move on to other shows now. But if you haven't seen Ray Donovan, check it out. Like, first three seasons, as Jason said, like they're sensational. One of the girls uh, in it – oh, my God, I should know her name. But the wife. Oh, yeah. What's her name? Uh, I'd have to have, uh, can you have a quick look for yeah, me? Yeah, have a look at it. Yeah, yeah, can you? She's Be- great. Because it's my little segue into uh, the next TV show I have, <laughs> which is a rewatch. You know when you uh, watch TV shows, come back to them 10 years later, and you're like, oh, wow, is that the actor that was in that? Is it? It's Abby? Is that yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Paula. Malcolmson. Right. So Paula Malcolmson plays Trixie in Deadwood. Oh, but you never clicked to that Not, when you were watching Deadwood. I knew Deadwood. I'd seen her somewhere. Yeah. I knew that I'd seen her somewhere before. And then finally I've come back to watch Deadwood again. And here I am watching Deadwood. And here's, uh, yeah, Abby. Abby. She's, she's so good. Even in Deadwood, she's fantastic. It's funny, for the first season, she gets her boobs and bum out a lot. In uh, Deadwood. In Deadwood, season one. Season two, not one bit. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And you can see that she's gained, because of her, how good she was, she's gained the power, to, uh, I imagine, to put yeah. in her contracts. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that anymore. She pulled a Khaleesi. Yeah. yeah. So good. <laughs> no, but, but you've got to. Like, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. for a role, I imagine people need to do certain things, which is yeah. great. In terms of like on screen, like you accept a role because even if it has nudity, but then as you go on, you're like, well, does my character need to do it? 
If not, then let's put it in the contract. Yeah. You, you never got to that stage with your nudity. You, I just oh mate, yeah. I'm, I'm still available for nudity, people. Is what exactly. you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of Sean's films he did short film. He literally spent nude the whole time, <laughs> the whole movie. It was disturbing. Hey, I had it tucked in. <laughs> it was more disturbing than the boys. Can I talk about? Drama for a second. Yeah, can you? Because there's one last show that I've got and that's when you and I will finish off, I think, this segment and move on. So. Okay. I just want to cross to drama for a sec. Now, I, I can't remember if I talked about um, Chernobyl or not on the on the podcast, but I think I may have mentioned it um, with Liam and the girls last podcast. <laughs> that's the last of his rosé. God help us. I don't know if you could hear that, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Chernobyl. So, obviously, it was a massive hit series. Uh, it was a six-parter, I think, uh, on um, HBO, uh, Fox. And, yeah, that was uh, that was an amazing, amazing show. It was quite strange in the fact that it was uh, most mostly English people playing Russians. But just the fact that we could uh, get our head around the, event that, the events that unfolded and what happened and how they responded and what it really meant to the world today, blah, blah, blah was uh, nothing short of amazing. So uh, it's a tough watch though, like one of the hardest shows I've had to watch in, in a long time um, with human drama element. Did you actually see that yet or not? No, because uh, you can't. No, I don't think no, so. Okay. The other show that I wanted to – I won't spend too much time on that because we, I think we have spoken about it, but the other show I wanted to talk about was a show called When They See Us, which I think I watched while you were over in the UK. Uh, I've seen people talking about this. Right. Yeah, what is it? Right, so it's a five-parter and it's about the Central Park Five that were wrongly accused of a rape in a New York Central Park, Manhattan. uh, And they're all black. Yep, and it was in 1989, I think it was. Mm. I remember the case. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, man, oh my God. It's good, is it? Oh my God. It's honestly... I can't talk enough about the show. Tell, like, tell me again, what's it called? When they see us, and and where is where can I see it? Netflix. Oh. <laughs> it's a five-parter, and I highly recommend anyone who's anyone yeah. to watch the show. And for two things, two reasons: one, it's important for us to understand what happened. And I, I know we've somewhat moved on from that kind of place that we were in the uh, late eighties and early nineties, and well before that as well. But I think the second reason to watch this is the acting from these teenage boys is, like, outstanding. Oh, right, right. So it's not a doco. Sorry, it's a drama. No, yeah, you did it's, a it's a dramatised reenactment. It's not a, It's just fictionalised. Yeah, it's um, just, yeah. Yeah. But based on a true story drama. Based on a true story drama, a lot of okay. court case stuff in it, um, yeah. and it will make you so angry when you watch it. Is there any actual footage? No. Uh, yeah. Except for post credits, post credits. Yeah, but yeah, okay. what's really interesting is uh, every every episode or at the end of the whole no, thing? just at the end of the okay. actual um, cool. show itself. Sorry, because I, I really want to watch this. So oh, um, you you have to watch this, yeah, and yeah. I'd recommend you watch this with um, with your wife as well. And yeah. um, we we actually sat down and watched it as a family, and uh, yeah. yeah, it was like I I haven't been I haven't been moved by like a drama like this for a long time, and I was really upset. Yeah, you know, I was. Yeah, I was holding back all the time, and I was just like so angry with it. And you'll, when you watch it, you'll know why. But um, yeah. but more most importantly is there's also a bookend to when they see us, and that is an Oprah one hour special. Yeah, which you got to watch after watching the show, and that is where she interviews all the actors, and then all mm-hmm. the real people. Is this also on Netflix? 
possible. So it's like a sex part of you can all, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's uh and it's it's just a beautiful bookend to the whole show and right. and the director talks about why she did it and, and all this and uh it's just an amazing amazing show and I, I just I can't talk about it highly enough and I'm and the funny thing is the artwork on Netflix is poor, I think. I mean it's, it makes sense why it is the way it is, but yeah. I was never attracted to watch it to be honest. And yeah. it was kind of just through word of mouth, someone said, you got to watch this. So we put it on, yeah. and I'm so glad that we did. Um, so when they see us, uh, and then watch the Oprah special after that. Yep. Okay. And then talk to me. Uh, I will. Uh, I need, yeah. There's right, a lot I'll to talk about, but I don't want to talk about it here because I think it's, you got to watch it. You just yeah, got to yeah. watch it. I'll work out access later as well. What else have you been, uh, anything else? No, not for today. Okay, so, so um, Australian Survivor. Mm. We're not going to go into it too long. But uh, obviously, this is something that a lot of Australians watch. Uh, a lot of people around the world, <laughs> around the world yeah. watch uh, watch Survivor. But Australian Survivor, uh, this year they've got uh, the second year of Champions versus Contenders. Yep. They've chosen sort of uh, like an older generation of champions this time. Yep. And Quite a few sports people, as you know, probably more than half were sports people. Yeah. And they've chosen some fairly handy contenders. Amongst those, someone who's married to Megan Gale, who, if you don't know, is a supermodel. Yep. Uh, he also plays for the AFL for three years, so I don't know how he's in contenders, but anyway. Yeah. He's a true champion in my eyes. Uh, he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you say uh, when we spoke about this originally? <laughs> <laughs> Even if he didn't play AFL? <laughs> he's still a champion. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, Megan Gale. Anyway, uh, look, I, what I love about this uh, series is uh, – season, sorry – is um, – You've got some real players in this one, like yeah. real hardcore players who are doing who are doing really bold moves, and that's what's really exciting about Survivor, right? Um, it's just you know when you have like a run by the numbers Survivor, where you're just getting rid of you know the, the majority is getting rid of the minority, it's just like oh, boring. But this season has been nothing like that. It flips and turns at every yeah. Every point. I have just missed it because it's on Tuesday as well, apparently. So I, I've missed yeah. Tuesdays, but I've, I'm up to um, Monday's episode. Okay. I missed last night's. Yep. That's fine. That's fine. I'll catch up. You enjoying it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. And, and, and my family's starting to get into it a little bit. Yeah, I, I kind of started it and then, you know, my girls have just kind of got in and now they're going, let's watch it. You know, we're all into it, which is great, you know. It's nice to have a family show. Yeah. It's hard, uh, I think, these days in terms of when you can pick and choose what you want to watch. You can't just sit down at 7 o'clock when everyone's available and go, we have three channels to watch. Exactly, which is how I was brought up. Yeah. And we all watched a country practice. Oh, right. <laughs> Whatever. You know, it's funny, the one the show Sullivan's. that sticks in my mind uh, is always, hey, hey, it's Saturday. Right. That was always one thing we sat down and it's a knockout. Oh, yeah. my family is sport-related. It's a knockout. Anyway. Okay, okay, so movies. I flew on Before we go into movies, there was also Stranger Things Season 3. But anyway, we'll move on. Oh, you said you're done with TV. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about Stranger Things. I haven't seen it. (laughs) Oh, right. That's right. I don't have Netflix. So I, I, before I went to England, I was yeah. I was getting rid of uh, yeah I'm I'm on a I'm on a diet. All right? He's on a cleansing. I'm on a cleansing, yeah. and one of those things was uh, well all of my streaming services except that Stan yeah. offered me six months for free, and part of my cleansing was not paying for things. So I didn't have to pay for it for six months. I'm on Stan. I'm watching it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> That's right. All of you out there. <laughs> we won't talk about Stranger Things. The whole world has talked about it. But a very good entry, um, which I think is probably equivalent to season two. Um, I should watch it then. Oh, you've got to watch it, of course. Do I, it's do a lot I have of fun. to watch it? Oh, no, you don't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There we go. That, that, that's the answer right there. Like, you know, if something's worth watching, you'll say, no, 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 you've got to watch it. Yeah. And you just went, no, you don't have to. Yeah. There we and are. And what you thought of season two. Was the season two the best thing that's ever happened to you? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. Season one was great. That was yeah. the best thing that's happened for a long time. Yeah. And then season two was season two. Can I tell you, though, you need to watch When They See Us. Oh, no, no. no. I'm, I could see your that face. I could see your the face. The price of admission. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I'll, definitely in for that. I'll lend you my uh, device license for a week or something. Thanks, Matt. Uh, movies. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to go or do, you, or, or do you want me to just fly through what I've seen? Well, you try and fly through what you've seen <laughs> and then I'll <laughs> back that up. We've I'll got, do as well as you do. We've got 10 minutes to, to get through. We're going to wrap this up in an hour. Okay. So we've got 10 minutes. All right, you ready? I saw The Destroyer. Nicole Kidman... You can see that they were going for Oscar Bates. Didn't quite reach that yet. It's actually not a terrible film, but uh, it's for select people who are really interested in watching movies. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. If you've got nothing else to do. Yeah, high-end kind of highbrow stuff maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then I saw Vice, which everyone knows about Vice. It was all playing yep. at the Oscars and things like that. And you know what? It was fine. It, it, it you know it wasn't the, the the film before that. What was the film before that again? The big shot. Oh yeah, yeah, the big shot. Um, which is big short. Big short. <laughs> thank you. Which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was good, and you could see why people uh, accepted to play these roles. But yeah, not amazing. Booksmart. Saw Booksmart. Yeah, I'm uh, jealous about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. In fact, uh, it's definitely in my top five so far this year. Um, which is not hard, just quietly, but we'll... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it's, you know, it's along the lines of the whole super bad type of thing, you know, two yep. girls coming in. And, and I recommend people seeing this because Olivia um, Wilde, who directed it, I, I think she's got a massive future in directing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting, actually. It's very exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, two thumbs up. Me. Shaft, uh, I was in England, it was after the wedding, I had a chance to sit down with Netflix for a moment, which I hadn't done for about three weeks. I watched it for about 35 minutes, let's say, is arguably the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, until Samuel Jackson came in, he was you know good, but I just I couldn't, I just couldn't. I, I probably need to... If I had to battle someone on this, I need to rewatch it, and I would. But I'm not going to battle anyone on it, so I'll never <laughs> see it again in my life. I'm sorry. We're always uh, a big fan of the first one, so it's a bit <laughs> disappointing. Uh, playing on the way back, I wanted something that was more my style, so I picked up a horse film with a guy that was in prison called The Mustang. Uh, if you enjoy your sort of more B-grade type films, and B-grade is not to put a dampener on how good the film is, but people have a certain budget. To make yeah, films, yeah, yeah, doesn't mean it's not a good story or good performances. Exactly, yeah. and and I think the Mustang is part of that. So if you enjoy horses, you enjoy uh, prison films. There's a sort of a mixture of that, uh, and I had a good time with it. So watch that. 
I saw Hellboy, which uh, I, I swore I wasn't going to see at the cinema because I didn't in, really enjoy the Ron Perlman versions. Yeah. Uh, no, I liked, I liked those too. You're right with that. I saw it too, by the way, so we can talk about it together. Uh, I saw it while you were away. Oh, good, good, good. Hellboy? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, on the plane and uh, I actually really liked it. Yeah, look, I, I obviously got hammered. Hammered. Smashed yeah. from all ends. I didn't think it was that bad, but I can see kind of why as well. But I kind of enjoyed it for me. But just that, I don't know, the last act for me was just kind of a bit messy, a bit all over the place. But I don't know. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Fine. I just th- I feel it's going to – I don't well, okay. I don't know if it's going to find a place on home entertainment, but if you're going to enjoy this film, you will enjoy it on home entertainment when you haven't spent a load of money on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way to watch it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so that's where you would be with that. And always I had a good time. But Spider-Man, Far From Home, yeah, we all know. It's great. It's fine. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Marvel, cha-ching. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you can't go wrong with it. Um, Tom Holland is just such a fantastic Spidey. He is a great spider <laughs> I love it. And there's a few twists and turns, obviously, with the whole um, – Phase three going into phase four, and yeah, blah blah blah. I want to spoil that for you if you haven't seen it yet, but definitely see that. Um, even if it's a standalone, it's quite a good movie. Then I had a chance to go and match the Disney films up against their um counterparts, their, their animation oh. brothers, sisters. I have you seen okay, so have you seen The Lion King? Yes, okay, tell me how'd you go. On the uh, remake? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's the reimagining? That's what I'm talking about right here. Oh, yeah. I thought you might be. You said Disney up against each other. I thought you meant Aladdin v. Lion King or something. No, no, no. So Lion King v. Lion King. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really, really respected the film, appreciated the animation, thought it was the greatest CGI <laughs> breakthrough in the history of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was emotionally caught up in the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... So it was like all of that was a 10 out of 10, right? But yeah. I still walked away going, yeah, because it is, from a story point of view, it was exactly the same. So that left me a little bit empty, that side of it. I don't know whether I wanted more from the story as far as, not more, you don't want any, any more from a great story, the story there, but maybe just go a little bit left or right here and there. And I just felt like it was almost a blueprint of the uh, original, which I get why they did that. But as a result of all that, it was almost like watching, um, I don't know, Psycho uh, in colour. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was just like, oh, okay. But I really respect – if it doesn't win an Oscar for best CGI, I don't know what. Yeah, well, I mean, to your um, Gus Van Sant remake of Psycho, that was human shot by shot for human, whereas this was cartoon animation to new CGI animation. Yeah. Which at least there was that upgrade to it, which is yes, yeah. Which which like you said, oh my god, amazing, and I hate seeing on uh, like the social platforms people reimagining these characters. So I'll take the characters from the new CGI version, and I'll pop a little bit more of an animated version on them. And my question is: so you wanted to remake the exact like a, a cartoon version of a cartoon? I don't understand what you're trying to do. They're moving on. If yeah. You know what I mean? It's not the Gus Van Sant shot by shot Screenplay, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a upgrade, if you will, to today's standards of what kids expect to see on screen. 
And sure. uh, but what's weird about that is it goes for like I think it's like twenty minutes longer or something. Is that right? Yeah, yeah which is kind of funny. But yeah. uh, you're right. Like uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. it. You know, I'll probably always love the original more, yeah. just because that's during my childhood, and I'm going to have those fond memories forever. But I really, I really like this one. I'll, I'll never speak ill of this movie. Oh no, nor will I. But what I think about is uh, how many times will I watch this version? Because it is quite kind of serious for a lot of it, and I guess the first one was too. But my real question is because I, I, I gave it, I still raise it, right? Yeah. My real question is, what does a you know? 10, 12-year-old boy or girl think of this movie who hasn't seen Lion King. That's what I want to really know. Is it the new Lion yeah. King for them that it was for us when we were – when it came out in the 90s? You know what I mean? Is it that special to them? I don't, I don't know. Do you it's, – It's hard to say, I think, because there aren't that many people that haven't seen the cartoon version. Take yeah. my kids. They're seven and so five. So they have? Yeah, I mean, they've seen the cartoon version thousands of times. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's Because as our age group, you show your kids – the animated version of Lion King, almost one of the first yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's such a great movie. Now, the fact that this movie is now made over a billion dollars, it's the most, um, has earned the most money of any animation film ever. Let's just hit that mark. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm trying to think of uh, Toy Stories. No, more than them. Over yeah. a bill. Okay. Over a bill. Oh, I thought there was certainly one animation that's over a bill. Well, I, I heard this. I, okay. I, I heard this today on, on. Well, there you go. They've done their job, and look, and you can't complain about the uh, the quality of it. It's not like they pushed this thing out. Um, yeah. I guess there's only one question: is you know the originality of the story, but they wanted to pay tribute to what is already a perfect story, right? Yeah. Now, for 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 some reason, um, Aladdin. I didn't think so, but when they announced the Aladdin remake, uh, the yeah, 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 yeah that. I realised it held a special place in my heart. Probably a more special place than Lion King, which I never thought would happen. And it's probably based around the soundtrack because I used to sing that soundtrack. I know it off by heart. Robin Williams is in it. Yeah. Like I want to punch on with anyone who doesn't like that film. Yeah. Of course, no one doesn't like that film. They love it. They love it. <laughs> so I've never had the punch on in my life. But it hasn't done a But it hasn't done a billion dollars. Um, but. Have you, uh, you haven't seen Aladdin yet, have you? No. Oh, no. my God, because you don't get my joke. Because Aladdin is my jam. Have we got that booing? I need, I need crickets. That <laughs> booing, yeah, put the booing thing there, I'll do it. There we go. Uh, no, but if you've seen it, you understand what I'm talking about. There's a there's a whole joke about jam. And okay, right. And... Uh, and Really? It is my jam. It was so good. Yes, it was the same but different. It was to me it was like the Lion King. It was the same but different. Yeah. This was the same but different. And uh, I wasn't looking forward to seeing um I guess the genie. That was probably my main hold up. But the genie was fine. The genie uh in terms of Will Smith held his ground and as as of course Will Smith can. Jafar. <laughs> yeah, Jafar could have been better. Okay. That's the only critique I'll have of this film is that Jafar could have been better. Better actor. Yeah. But Jasmine was sensational. Oh, okay. She was just feisty and like, you know, yeah. fight against. She, so she was a slightly different character. Okay. 
to she still had the same core respect of uh, sorry not respect but um, ideas of you know I want to break out of the palace and whatever, but just her attitude, yeah, uh, in doing these things was so good. She's uh, a she's a naughty's girl, eh? Yeah, she she's she's very yeah very good, and Aladdin just plays up to her well. And uh, Aladdin, watch it if you haven't seen it, and you're a fan of the original, and you're scared of watching uh, the remake. Don't 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 be. Do it. Oh, I'm keen. I'm keen. But it'll have to be home job. end for me, unfortunately. And, well, that's fine. Yeah. You will have a, such a great time with it. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. is Just, uh, you know, just go in with an open mind. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, yeah. Have you used all my 10 minutes of talking about your films? I have. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll more. Can I oh, get okay, more? No, keep going. I got Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Hobbs and Shaw would have been great in the 90s Yeah, when there was no chance of the CGI that plagued this movie. Tango and Cash. Yeah, something like that. Like these guys were, were basically trying to pull off something like a Tango and Cash, any of those buddy cop yeah, films. Yeah, Lethal Weapon. Um, but they just had too much money to play with. Yeah. You know, and I think they would have done better if they just went back to absolute basics um, employed someone from Thailand to do their martial arts and, uh, <laughs> you know, landed on mats instead of, like, silk. Because what you're really going to see this film for is Jason Statham and, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? Yeah. You know, and, I mean, you want fast cars or fast fights, whatever as well. That's great. That's handy. But over-the-top, bizarre, impossible action, are you going to see? Is that what you want? It's not what I want. Okay. It's not what I want. Um, uh, oh, my God. And... We could talk about this forever, and I think we'll do this maybe next episode if we get a chance. But Danger Close, The Battle of Long Tan, yep. saw that, and uh, uh, Palm Beach. So two Australian films released on the same day. I'm not going to say too much except for I think that if you're interested in watching Danger Close, see it at the cinema because uh, it's best seen on a bigger screen. Yep. Palm Beach, if you're interested in seeing that, just watch it on home entertainment because you can watch that sort of film on home entertainment. Um, in terms of my opinions on it, uh, I'll form that up for next episode because I want you to support Australians. Uh, <laughs> <Cinema>. <laughs> Go I ahead. See, I see what you did there. All right, so cinema. So back hat. Uh, I saw... <laughs> cinema, I saw Danger Close as well uh, and I enjoyed that as well for the most part. Yeah. I also watched uh, Yesterday uh, while you are away. Uh, look, that was good. Not great, good. I enjoyed Rocketman a lot more. But yesterday's like kind of about time. That's kind of what you're watching, which is nice. It's a nice film. Yeah, good. I want to see that. Yeah, look, it's great for home end. Perfect for that. Uh, Spider-Man from Far From Home, we've talked about that. Saw that. Lion King, we talked about that. So they're the ones that I've seen in the cinema, so not too much, to be honest. Uh, obviously, tomorrow, I'm not sure when this will come out, but tomorrow we have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I'm so looking forward to watching, and we'll be watching yeah. that tomorrow. I can't believe that we're, you know, what, two weeks behind America I know, or whatever it is. I know. So uh, very keen for this film. The funny <laughs> thing is with Quentin, he always releases, I think you and I were having this conversation, but he always releases in the Oscar corridor. So there's always like burns out and we're always a month late. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I always know that people have seen it, but I've just got to hang out for that month because I'm never going to watch something on a burn or home end where I can watch it on the big screen yeah. with Quentin, right? Yeah, yeah. So at least this this time around, we have two weeks. We're only two weeks behind, and there's not like kind of um, for your consideration burns floating around either, right? Yeah. 
you say burns, can can you just clarify what burns are, just for the layman? Oh, like um, like a, a disc that has. So when the Oscars come out, we um, they release for your consideration discs, and they burn. They are just white discs. They're called the, the, the language. Yeah, burns, right? Okay, because they're yeah, like yeah. like the old school burning yeah, but onto it. It's good for people to know yeah. what, what that is. Yeah. So it's just an old school terminology, I guess. But uh, whenever Oscars come out, there's a lot of that floating around, and yeah. they're very accessible in every country of the world, and they're good quality because they're for the Academy's consideration. But they obviously get leaked. Anyway, uh, I saw Home End. I saw Fighting With My Family, which I talked about last part. Love, love, love that film. I really, really enjoyed yeah, it. I'm glad you saw that. It's good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I also saw Mandy as well, which uh, I'm not sure if you – you didn't see that, did you? Oh, man, I haven't seen it no. yet. Um, How did you see that? Oh, it was on Fox still. Oh, Fox, okay. On their, or just yeah, on their yeah, movie yeah. channel, yeah. Right. Um, so I didn't – pay for it directly i paid for it as yeah, a subscription yeah. um yeah look it for me personally this movie has moments but it's too art house for the general viewer and it's something like ash from evil dead meets um under the under my skin under the skin did you ever see under the no, skin no, no. with scarjo no like ultra art house sci-fi okay that's what you're watching. So if you don't expect that when you're walking in you'll and you're not used to that kind of film, well, I think you'll get something from it, Sean. Yeah, yeah. I reckon the majority of people go, this is shit. <laughs> um, and not, not – I mean, Nick Cage, as people have been talking about, his performance is excellent. Yeah. It's great to see him back into old school, you know. But the movie is just, just too art house. Um, yeah. But I want you to watch it. I, 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 of course I want to watch this I've been talking about this for ages yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I wanted to go to cinema but they released like two cinemas too far away from me Yeah, uh, and then uh, eventually it came out on DVD and or Blu-ray and I wasn't willing to pay sure. the cost if you're not going to put a film on more than two screens why would I pay $30 for a copy of it? You, it you haven't supported it to yeah. start with why would I support you yeah so I will wait for that it's a tough watch but it has moments that's what I'll say yeah, kind of exactly. like Under the Skin. Tough watch, but it has real moments. Real moments, okay. okay. Uh, Catalogue, uh, just quickly, I watched Top Gun just to get excited for the sequel trailer coming out, which yeah. came out. It was amazing. Um, happened to have Hangover on the other day, which was just a really fun watch. Uh, it was great. Popped on Inglorious Bastards again in, in um, Time for Hollywood. And, the man, that movie is one of my favourite Quentin Tar- Tarantino films. In actual fact, if it's not the second, it's the third. Yeah, it's very high up there for me. Very, very. I'm sure, high it'll up. feature in our uh, my top five later on with the characters. Maybe no one knows about that yet. And the other one I watched, which I don't want to get into an argument about, not with you, but just with myself. <laughs> and I happened to have after I think it was Hangover, Man of Steel just came up. I just, oh, it was right. just on Foxtel, so I just kept playing. Right? Yeah, it must have been on live movies or whatever. And anyway, so I started watching Man of Steel. And like an hour later, I'm still just going. This movie is so good. Yeah. Like and I just got really upset, really, <laughs> really frustrated, and then I just hated Justice League forever and ever and ever, yeah. and, and Warner Brothers and Suits and uh, everything. Yeah. Like, anyway, I, I I said to myself, I don't want to start. Release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If those people talk about that stuff anymore, no. Did you hear the latest? Your face. mate Kevin Smith actually has said that there's a Snyder Cut out there that he reckons, yeah. if they had about thirty million dollars, because it's all mostly green screen, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but it's he thinks it's complete. If they had 30, 30 million bucks, they could actually do this thing. Sure. But it, I've, I've read that a lot, is the point a lot of people come back saying, you realise that they'll only release the Snyder Cut if they see a value in it. And do you think, and I'll, I'll keep going at the nerds, do you think you nerds have $30 million in you to uh, cover the costs of getting the Snyder Cut? Well, down? it's not even that, mate. It was that, but it's also the fact that Warner Brothers have completely moved on from this universe. Yeah, there's right. no Henry Cavill, there's no Ben Affleck. That's done. The only thing that's any is remaining is Wonder Woman and, and Suicide Squad. Yeah. Batman, Superman are going to get a complete revamp, revamp, reboot, reimagining, whatever. And it will look nothing like that. So they, but they've already done Justice League. Like, what's yeah. wrong with Henry Cavill? Like, I liked him. He was good. Stick He's with a great him. Superman. And watching yeah. him, in, like, obviously it became a phone in in Justice League, but that's not his fault. No, that's not at all. script directing, blah blah blah. Yeah. Anyway, I swore uh, that I wouldn't get. Yeah, we're upset, not gonna go. But I'm upset. Uh, I'm and done. He, and uh, so back out. I saw Moneyball again. Uh, right, which obviously. I didn't want to watch that. Yeah, 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 which uh, you know, I'm heavily a part of because when I was uh, signed to go over to America, it was uh, via the same organization, although I was signed before Moneyball hit. <laughs> so I can't really have any claim to fame there. Um, but, so uh, you can't hashtag it? I can't hashtag it. Well, no I can hashtag it, hashtag anything. But, you know, the truth <laughs> to it, not so much. Um, and I saw Heat again recently. Uh, in fact, today... Um, and I just love that movie. It is so good. It's so quirky. I didn't realize how quirky it was because yeah, we right. grew up with it. Yeah. But Al Pacino's performance in it. I, if there was one word I'd to describe heat, yeah, it was quirky. I'd be like, what? No. Nah. Yeah. But that's interesting. I've got, probably got to go back. Yeah. I've been a long time for me. Quirky sticks around Al Pacino. Okay. Everyone else is the um, leveler. Yeah. compared to him in every scene that he's in and his views on everything that he's dealing with in that moment is completely quirky. So he's got really writing the line, you know, like yeah. just kind of. But, but, but as, as you remember quite correctly, he rides it on the right side mm. and it's a classic film. A classic. Oh my gosh. Oh, well that's, that, that was a good catch up. As, as we said, we haven't been together for a while. So um, yeah. What time was that? Was uh, that over an hour? No, an hour and ten. Okay. That's good. That's actually not that I was yeah, about twenty minutes more than what we do for like a every two week episode. Yeah, we had that <laughs> that groundbreaking news at the top of the show. Uh, so we're gonna move into a new segment. It's not new. It's a news <laughs> segment. It's a news <laughs> segment. Oh the rose news. Oh it has. Yeah, we're at the bottom of the bowl already. News. It happens. News. It happens. That's right, Jason. News it happens. It's all up to you, buddy. And it has happened in the last 10 weeks <laughs> since we last caught up. I won't get bogged down. Okay. We say that all the time. Aladdin sequel got announced. <laughs> and that makes sense because I think that they've found that people are going to talk about this film. People will watch the second. Yeah, right. And also, uh, well, and also, the return of Jafar yes. has always been there. Uh, <laughs> it actually wasn't a bad animated sequel. So yeah, exactly. Unlike Lion King two and three, 
But the thing is, they can do whatever they want. So if they do Lion King 2, they could remake it in any which way. I know, which that is exciting. Possible, Because yeah. you don't want to watch, you don't want to wor- worry about the director video version of Lion King 2. <laughs> anyway, so that's kind of cool. I like that. They're quite confident in that product is what they're saying there. Friends turned 25 this week. The, the uh, first uh, premiere 25 years ago. Oh, God. I And changed friends. people's lives. Yeah, it really did. It's so funny. Like, you – I still don't think of them as people. I really still feel that they are Monica Chandler, Rachel, yeah. you know. Well, they're my mate as much as yours, right? Yeah. People – for the younger audience listening to this show, you don't understand – this was a 22-minute show, or it was like 23, 24 minutes plus ads, which is half an hour. Yeah. Every Monday night at 7.30, or 7, 7.30, once a week. It was done in 23 minutes, right? Done. yeah. But it got the whole world sitting down watching this show yep. at the same time for 25 minutes every week for, for years and years and years. That does not happen today no. at and, all. And, and every Tuesday, I would turn up to school, I would play basketball in the morning, yeah. Usually, like every morning, but on basketball on Tuesday mornings, we would play slowly because we're talking about the sort of lines that Joey and Chandler had that night. Yeah. Well, I, I do take back what I said there. We do have Game of Thrones. And that is appointment viewing of yes. modern of modern era. But, but not that many was like, shows can keep appointment viewing. No, that's right. And and but even Game of Thrones is an hour. It's a commitment. You, you know, you happy. This was like twenty five minutes. You would stop everything. What you were doing for 25 minutes. The only thing you could do is if you couldn't get out of that appointment, whatever that was, is you had to record it on VHS tape. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And yeah, then watch yeah. it the next day or whatever. Anyway, um, did you know that, uh, speaking of Quentin Tarantino, he would like to make his 10th film a horror film? He's doing a 10th film. 10th, well, you know, he's always mucking around with this, right? But he's always had 10 films set for his filmography, right? Yeah. And he still wasn't sure after Hollywood whether he'd do another one. But he's like, oh, you know, now he's, now he's done with all the press and all that. He's starting to move on a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. the Star Trek thing was circling, the script that he wrote. Yeah. But he's now starting to bubble to the surface of a horror film or Kill Bill Volume 3 are probably the yeah. front runners. Uh, and... Both of those are music to my ears. Didn't he already do a horror film? Death Proof? Uh, So even though that was meant to be grindhouse horror, uh, Robert Rodriguez's um, was horror. His wasn't really horror. It was more of a thriller, road movie thriller. Um, So yeah, you're right by genre. But I kind of, I think he's sort of like quite classic horror, you know, and yeah, um, and he he's like he's obviously been a, a fan of horror for a while because he's cast Eli Roth in yeah certain films, which you know yeah great he's horror director Manson family in uh, in Hollywood. So oh, we yeah. see why he, how he does that. We've had a lot of blood and guts all through. Yeah, his, so uh, I'm kind of career, excited yeah. by that. I, look, I I want him to keep making films, but if he has to do ten, I'm happy with Kill Bill Volume Three or horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know uh, Wesley Snipes is joining Eddie Murphy in Coming to America's sequel? Uh, I did, actually. I well, I heard about it and uh, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, happy, huh? Throw in all the actors that Classics. I used to love. Yeah. <laughs> is Steven Seagal coming back in? I'll, I'll take him. Uh, <laughs> what about Andy Serkis directing Venom 2? Uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. He's directed other films. He knows what he's doing in terms of CGI yep. and all that business. No, I'm happy. 
Yeah, I'm happy too, and uh, I'm happy that they're making it, actually. I think this could be, uh, arguably, could almost be a better sequel than the original, because the original had such promise, and it was good. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't great. It was good, really good, you know. Yeah. But it had flaws. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I really liked it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's made a lot of money, oh, so yeah. I get why they're doing it. Uh, I uh, And Tom Hardy is easy to watch. Yes, I agree. Now, you have a couple of other um, news items, right? Yeah. So I have a challenge for you. Oh, are, you are you ruining your life? Can I know what you're you doing. you deliver the news for one minute? One minute. Yeah. This shows you wait, everyone wait, wait, that wait. we're live live. Yeah, live. We're, we're live live. And I'm going to put a little timer on it as well. So you need to have a bathroom uh, break. I do. I while do I carry break. the show. Yeah, you. Well, Is that what yeah. you're saying? Don't you carry the show all the time? So uh, you tell me after the fact all the time. Oh, we need the baby crying right about uh, now. Wait, wait. <laughs> 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 all right, I'm going to give you a minute. Uh, I'm going to give myself a minute. I guess more to the point. Are you ready? Well, I t- hang on before we go though, because uh, I've got three news items, and I want your opinion on two of those. So I'm going to go into one other news item. That, that you I don't need opinions yeah. on? Yeah. All right. So I, can, I, the challenge is, can you last a minute on that one news sure. item? <laughs> it's AHS related. It's what? American Horror Story. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Kind of sort of. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start and my... Oh, God. One minute. I'm coming. I'm coming back. Oh, my God. Carry on much? So, uh, for those of uh, fans of uh, O.J. Simpson or Versace, American Crime Story, they have decided the next season of American Crime Story, which I'm very excited by, and that is going to revolve around Monica Lewinsky, the scandal between her and Bill Clinton, and it's called Impeachment American Crime Story. Unfortunately, we have to wait until September next year, 2020, until then, we're going to have to put up with American Horror Story 1984, which comes out this September, uh, which is a throwback to classic uh, serial killer horrors of the 80s and 90s, which is right up my alley as well. That's all I've got to say about that, and he's still weeing. So I'll continue with my other news items, <laughs> and he'll just have to miss out on talking about them. Oh, I think that is... Uh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. So that was his one-minute timer that he put on his phone, and that was the alarm. I didn't know how to switch off, if you could hear that. Now... Um, so he's been over a minute is actually what that means and I've done my job. So he has failed and I have succeeded. I'm winning, he's losing. Can you believe this? Deadpool 2 director says that DP3 doesn't need to be R-rated. I'll repeat that. The Deadpool 2 director, I think it's David Leach, said DP3, Deadpool 3, does not need to be R-rated. He has become, or Deadpool as a property, has already been Disneyfied. Can you believe it? Like, that's crazy, right? We are paying our big bucks to see an R-rated Deadpool, nothing less. I'm so sorry, that was terrible. I could hear the R2-D2 going off. Yeah. Uh, did you say that Deadpool's director says it's not going to be 
he said his comment was it doesn't need to be R-rated, which means he's already Disneyfied. Can you believe that? <sighs> okay. I have a theory about this. Do you think that it's not necessarily going to be Disneyfied? Like, he just needs to fit into this universe for now so he can gain a wider audience and then go back to R-rated. Would you mind grabbing me a glass, by the way? <laughs> I'm just pouring myself a little bit more proper. Proper 12. Um, okay, so on that note, if he is a character within the Marvel Universe in Avengers, I'm okay with it not being R-rated. For sure. It makes complete sense. Yeah. If it's a standalone Deadpool 3 or whatever, or just a new Deadpool film, it's got to be R-rated. But it's not a standalone, is it? No, no, no. But he's saying the Deadpool 3... Essentially, doesn't have to be R-rated. I just disagree with that comment. Like it's, it's the okay, reason why it cut saying. through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason why it cut through is because yeah. everything is PG. Yeah, and this wasn't. No, sorry. I so so from my perch uh, at the at my bathroom break, I thought I I, I heard that he was just going to uh, include himself in a universe that is not necessarily R-rated. But you're saying that he's Deadpool three is not going to be. Yeah. You, Director of Deadpool 2. Sorry, I just had to get up and get him a glass. Thank you. Because he couldn't do that when he was pissing. <laughs> um, Deadpool 2 director just said, and Disney have gone out and said that basically Deadpool 3 just, no, it's okay. It doesn't have to be R-rated. It feels yeah. it falls better within our, our market brand to uh, be PG or M or whatever they're talking about. And it just worries me because I just already they're just going, okay, well, it doesn't. Our Im- this is not our image, you know, and – we need to tone this down, and it's like, whoa. Do you think that's why Ryan Reynolds took Pikachu so he could practice being funny in a more <laughs> family-friendly <laughs> family way? Maybe. Oh gosh, that's yeah, that's that's in, an interesting tidbit. Did you? I don't know if you caught up with the uh, strange parody that came out today of Tom Cruise running for president in 2020. It was like a kind of clip. Promo clip with a um, with a uh, in, uh, what do you call it impersonator a very good Tom Cruise impersonator and a very good put together film and very good script because it talked about all these past films and that is Tom uh, Run Tom Run President Twenty Twenty Did you uh, see that Yeah actually uh, I, did. I did I did I did it was the first thing I did when I uh, <laughs> got up this morning. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't seen it. Sorry, man. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I wake up usually and have showers. So, uh, right. But I, I showed you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you talking you about? You were just shaking your head at me like, you haven't seen it. No, you uh. haven't seen it. Play like, you know, this is life, people. We didn't get to discuss things beforehand. Uh, this is what happens when. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have seen it. Is, is, is what's yeah, happening? You've seen it. Yeah. I have seen it. I have seen it. <laughs> What, I woke up this morning and uh, <laughs> let's go with that story and give yourself a boo while you're there. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you have any comment on it whatsoever? Uh, otherwise, we'll just move uh, on. Otherwise, then that guy could play Tom Cruise. I know, right? A, God, he's good too. You know those films, but like, so The Irishman, yeah, Scorsese, De Niro make his face younger, that sort of thing. You don't need to do that. You could basically sort of 
work it out with this guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's all I've got for news that happens, mate, unless you've got something else. No, no, no. That, that is. Oh, do you want to do box office and news that happens? Oh, I mean, you could if you want to. Oh, we'll just get past it. Two seconds, mate. Yeah, do it. Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw is number one <laughs> in the US. It's uh, 25 yeah. million last week. It's done 108 million, which is better than like Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll go on to do really well, of course, but uh, it, it isn't Fast 7 or 8. Um, yeah. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which is uh, Guillermo del Toro's new produced. Um, what do you call it? Like, uh, I was going to say family horror, but it's like um, tween horror, you know, based on the scary books that came out for kids. And uh, that's number two, 20 million bucks, opened at 20 million, which is quite good, actually, 21 million. Yeah, her's doing well. Yeah. Yeah, Lion King is up to 473 million US domestic. Uh, Dora and the, Lo- and the Lost City of Gold did $17 million in its opening. So I don't know whether that's good or bad for them. Once upon a time in Hollywood is up to a hundred million in the US, which is good. That's kind of a typical number for QT. See what happens from the next couple of Did weeks you, with that. No wonder how much he spent on this one. Ninety. Oh, okay, so at least he's a, above hmm. board, and that's before worldwide. Yeah, you're where a couple of territories have opened, but yeah, I think we'll do well in places like UK and Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Um, the kitchen. Do you know about the kitchen? No. No, we're against mobster girls, girls mobster show with uh, Melissa McCarthy and a couple others, Tiffany Haddish, I think. Um, that's done. That hasn't done nothing. It opened at five million. Uh, Spider Man's up to three hundred and seventy million US. Toy Story Four is up to four hundred and twenty million. So some really big films in there for the US summer. I think I've seen an ad for Hill, uh, for The Kitchen, actually. Yeah, who's the uh, other actress? There's three. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah from um, Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh, you know, it's, oh, and it's got Donald Gleeson in it as well. Oh, wow, okay. So, I could be quite into this. Actually, <laughs> it'll be something that I'll watch on uh, Hermit's Team. I probably love, uh, and everyone will hate, but that's fine. Uh, can I just say that Hobson Shaw, Vanessa Kirby, who's in it, uh, and she's stand from out. The Crown. Yeah, uh, you know, she was a standout in The Crown, and just following on to this, she is, um, she's a great actress, but uh, you know, I'm afraid to say it, but she's a bit of a crush for me. Oh yeah, she's she's very, she has a hot presence on screen because uh, I, I mean I noticed obviously in um, Mission Impossible Fallout, I couldn't keep yeah. my eyes off her. Yes, yeah, but it's a type of English that I like the the sort of uh, proper type right. of English that I that I quite like. Like you, know, you can watch um, Essex, every way is Essex and all that, and then the the bloody Northern uh, Newcastle show that they have. It's just I can't stand the accents. But yeah, right. hers, brilliant. Cool, man. Oh, that's all I got for news unless you got something else to add. Nope. Uh, I want to head into my top five because obviously this week it's a very important my top five. It's a cracker. It is a cracker. We're going to head into uh, it's my top five. It's my top five because why? 
Because it's your top five? Exactly. It's my top five. Don't ever question my top five. Have your I top, ever questioned? Or your, maybe once? Your top five is your top five okay. and my top five is mine. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing today? Oh, this week, QT is again. releasing yeah. a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And we thought we could go for the top top, uh, top five uh, Tarantino films, but everyone's yeah. doing that. Everyone's doing that. Yeah. So we thought we'd go slightly deeper in our layers. Not too much deeper because, uh. you know, <laughs> we don't think too much, but we're going a little bit uh, deeper. So we're going to look at the top five Tarantino characters that have ever been created for his films. Films that he has written and directed. Yes, written or directed. Oh, I, I was trying to catch you in a little uh, trick here. I was paying attention. So you can include things like Dust Till Dawn and True Romance, surely. Oh, char- okay, they are QT characters. Yeah, right. He wrote them on page. This is why I wanted to have this conversation because, you know. Well, we can because it's my top five and if I have them, in, I don't even have them in there. But I bet you you have one. Of? Of written. No, written and directed. Okay. That's why I made it written, directed, baby. Right. So you don't have any uh, just written? Uh, no, I've, I've got one, but only because I, I realised I forgot to put it I was going to say I'm actually ashamed if you didn't have that. I thought we'd have a little bit of a problem here and I wanted no, no, the no, problem no, no, to no, happen no, no. and you're being a good boy for once. Yeah. No, no, I've, I've, no, I've got it. I've got it written. You've only. got it. Okay. All right. Uh, so usually, guys, basically what happens here is, that, you know, Jay and I will look at our um, top five of whatever it is. We'll run from our five to ones, and then we'll talk about our uh, honorables. honorables after. Yeah, of course. Worth a mention. Yes. Uh, they were so now, close to the top five, <laughs> but they just didn't quite get there. Given that this is uh, certainly our first major live episode, and uh, and certainly behind the scenes, we never actually talk to each other about our top fives because it's important that. We it's organic or, yeah, arguments. Exactly. So half the problem... It's organically debatable. And since we're in our penultimate before our sort of break, is that we, we rely on looks at each other <laughs> to, <laughs> to know whether you're going too far <laughs> with something that you might have as a five and that person might have as a one. Yeah, it's a bit tough because you don't want to bang on. If, I've, if my five is your one, I'm banging on it about it for half an hour. You get to number one and go, well... My number one is the same, and you've yeah. said everything. So okay. <laughs> well, I just I, I thought it was time to pull down that you know curtain. That, uh, oh, we've revealed a. We've actually talked about this beforehand. No, no, no. I have no <laughs> idea what his top five is. I have no idea. Well, I have an idea. It's kind of what my top five is, and uh, we, we we have no idea what our honourables are. So well, I think my top five is pretty bloody obvious, actually. But okay. Oh, well, I mean. You knowing me, you probably know that mine's obvious, but I don't think it's as obvious as it would be to everybody else. But the only way I'll find out is if we uh, actually get into it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so you know what we could do? Let me have my sip my proper 12. Uh, proper 12, and then we can get into it. Uh, do you want to start at number five? Oh, I need some ice with that. <laughs> um, I can't do everything. Number five, uh, you're going to kill me. Want me to hold your dick when you piss kinda, as well? I'm kind of doing what you're doing. What movie? Last what you have done over time, I've got. You can't do a split. So, or so a can number we? Six. Well, we'll name. Let's. Can we name the actor, <sighs> the character name, and then a the movie? Yeah. All right. Uma Thurman. Yeah. Okay. So I've got to look. <laughs> so I'm going to spend a little bit of time, just a small amount of time on this. Um, <laughs> the Bride. Yeah. Mia Wallace. Um, and Pulp, <laughs> uh, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill. Uh, 
Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. So what you're doing is you're splitting Uma, Thurman, Mia Wallace, and Beatrix Kitty. Are you serious? I'm just, you know, that's dodgy. I just, I'm quick on it. And if you've got it further on, I'm happy to not spend too much time on it. Sure, let's move on. I'm missing Mia Wallace. Okay, um, go ahead, number five. Uh, my number five is Brad Pitt. Oh, as uh, Aldo, Aldo Rain, yeah. Lieutenant Aldo Rain, yeah, Apache, yeah, Inglorious Bastards. Man, what a turn for Brad Pitt. He's unreal in this role. Uh, obviously, I watched it recently, and he's most of the comic relief, to be honest. And <laughs> and he's just like he's been through everything, you know, like a war vet, I guess. And he's just got, um, he's just nonchalant about everything, and nothing really phases him. My favorite scene is when he's catching up with um. Hans Lander and uh, and he's got to be Italian, yeah. And and um, Hans Christopher um, Waltz starts talking to him in Italian, and and Brad turns around, Aldo turns around, and just goes "Buongiorno" in the worst American <laughs> Italian accent in the. And well, he does it a lot better than I do. Anyway, brilliant, definitely one of a, a classic character for me. Yeah, uh, I had him in uh, honourables, so I've scratched him out. Uh, yeah, but I agree with you, man. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was nice to see Brad Pitt because he hadn't really done a lot for a while up until that point. Yeah. I think the last thing I probably remember him from is Meet Joe Black. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's something that meant something to me anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, I know he did, uh, uh, lo- uh, Lions and Lambs or whatever it was with uh, Robert Redford. Mm. It wasn't the greatest spy film for me, but anyway. My number four. Uh, Lions for Lambs was Tom Cruise and Meryl Streep. Uh, okay. You're thinking of Spy Game. Spy Game, thank yeah. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, number four. Uh, I, f- I feel this is going to feature for you. Sure. Chiaki Kuriyami. Kuriyama. No. Gogo Yubari. No. Kill Bill, number one. Yeah. Glad, glad she's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the, you know, so eventually the bride comes in to sort of like that uh, traditional Japanese crazy setting and yeah. she comes against the girl who has those um, massive big spiked balls on the yeah. end of chains that she just... In her little schoolgirl outfit. In her little schoolgirl outfit. Yeah. wheels around her and I just thought it was a great juxtaposition of a look to damage. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And... Um, and yeah. if ever you've got a stereo, like a really nice sound system, uh, this is the scene that I show off the most. So I've actually really? seen this scene, fight scene, probably more than any other fight scene in the history of my watching uh, wow. because I always showed it off. In It's got some great over-the-top sound engineering and it's like going from speaker to speaker. And Yeah, so if you've got a good sound system, go to Crazy 88 scene, fast forward to go-go and enjoy. All right, what's your number four? Man, my number four, I was so happy he did this. It was a real first sneak into uh, some comedy relief, really, or over-the-top acting, and that was Leonardo DiCaprio as Calvin J. Candy in DJ uh, in Django Unchained. Yeah, so I, I just loved him in this. It was actually a supporting cast, which was uh, in its own unique. Yeah, which I think uh, uh, Tarantino does well, and I'll because you got four and I've got three yeah. next. I'll tie into this. I also have three. Oh, cool! Calvin Candy, 
uh, nice. so we can chat about this. Yeah, yeah. You were so over the top. You know, such a great way. And even the way that Tarantino used the camera with the quick zoom ins to his face as Tarant- as yeah. uh, DiCap Decap would yeah. turn around and and look at the camera. So cheesy, but it just clearly worked because he was an asshole. You know, completely. Yeah, but it was just great. And and this is what I love about Tarantino is he'll he'll take um, uh, historical characters or or um, traditional understandings of historical people. Yeah, and. And turn well, them up to ten. Yeah, almost. and give them a little bit of cheese that still yeah. makes sense, though, and yeah. and and makes fun of them, but doesn't like this is the way they were. Yeah, it's a real balance, a isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just feel he does it well, and and with this particular character, I felt he did it probably the best. Well, we'll see how you feel about Bruce Lee's interpretation in uh, Hollywood. Apparently, that's getting a bit of a. Um, well, I just feel about. that like everyone's having a go at his arrogance and stuff like that, and like sure. I've got to see it first. Yeah, but if it's about arrogance, like, uh, like I'm not. You talking uh, about Bruce Lee's arrogance? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a um, an absolute expert, but I have certainly studied his mm. martial art for a while, which meant I was around people who loved Bruce Lee for a long time. Yeah. And from what I understand uh, about him, is that he did have a lot of arrogance. So yeah. I think that I might have some fun with this. Yeah, well, I think Quentin Tarantino talks about that and goes back at the critics who were like, oh, you know, or not, it wasn't always critics. It was a lot of fanboys, actually, uh. saying we can't treat Bruce Lee like that, you know, and um, essentially what it is is, is Brad Pitt's character um, basically takes on Bruce Lee and keeps up with him, you know, and yeah. a lot of people, you know, that would never happen. And QT's like, well, actually, Bruce Lee was pretty arrogant in the day because he literally welcomed anyone to come and challenge him. Yeah. And he said, um, you know, the uh, Brad Pitt's character is like a, a war vet, you know, he's, you know, um, close hand-to-hand combat. Um, who's to say he couldn't be him? He's a fictional character. Yeah. <laughs> he's not Brad Pitt. Yeah. And if that's all it is, I'd have a great time with it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just having a bit of, like you said, having a bit of fun with history, you know, and yeah. just what if? <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, like he actually said, if you, if, um, I think his name's Cliff, uh, Brad Pitt's character, if Cliff and Bruce Lee were in a, Octagon doing MMA, Bruce Lee would kill him. Yeah. If Cliff and Bruce Lee were out in the jungle, Cliff would kill him. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, so yeah, what happens yeah. if they're just kind of mucking around? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We, I'm, all, <laughs> I'm all in for that. And, yeah. Uh, it's a shame I won't see it for another six months. <laughs> <laughs> that's another can. Yeah, we haven't spoken about that. <laughs> Number three for me is um, Jules Winford, Winfield, sorry, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I can I can see that definitely happening. He's, he's a great dude. Yeah, yes. breakthrough character and just iconic as iconic can get. But I reckon he might be a little bit higher later on, so we'll just leave that for a sec. Uh, well, uh, so I'll go into my number two then. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think you'll have featured at all because okay. this guy certainly suits my particular mood. Taste. And taste. Uh, taste is probably the best description of it. And that is Michael Madsen yeah. as Mr. Blonde <laughs> slash Vic Vega uh, from Reservoir Dogs. If you were a serial killer, <laughs> not that he's a serial killer, yeah, but no. if you were a killer, sorry, yeah. uh, this is how I see you killing people. It's <laughs> <laughs> a music. Sorry, torturing. Torturing them yeah, to music killing. and dancing yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so Michael Madsen in this particular scene of Reservoir Dogs, and I'm sure you guys have seen it, but if you yeah. haven't, you know, it, it's a group of, I think it's five or six you know, guys. Uh, they rob a place. It doesn't go 
According to yeah, plan. According yeah. to plan. Yeah. So they end up in this particular factory warehouse and they've got a police officer who's tied up to a chair and they've left Michael Madsen in sort of in charge of him yeah. uh, while another undercover police officer who you don't know is undercover at the time is sort of shot next to him on the ground, you know, trying to survive. And Michael Madsen uh, proceeds to try and – or no, not try, but cut off this particular police officer's ear – <laughs> peel it off, yeah. Uh, while the, he's listening to some very pop style uh, a really music. bad switchblade. Yeah, is yeah. it uh, is stuck it in the middle with you? Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> well, it's a great scene, stuck but it's it's it was he, our first taste of QT being like, what? You know, yeah, black. he's just he's just dancing for ages to this like little little perfect little steps to stuck in the middle with you. He and was then you having the he's time a, of his life. Yep, and you realize he's got this little razor blade it was shaved with, and he's about to slice off this cop's ear. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was beautiful and harrowing all in the same moment. And as you said, it was the introduction to what QT was all about to yeah. what we know today. Yeah, he didn't mind going there. Yeah. And showing you. Yeah, completely. Yeah. My number two, um, like just one of the greatest character and acting performances, one of the greatest characters written on page and one of the greatest acting performances to bring him to light, and that was Hans Lander, Christopher Waltz, Christoph Waltz, sorry. Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> like, man, he, this guy deserved his Oscar that he won and uh, like – it all starts with one of the greatest opening scenes of any film ever. Yeah. Uh, Is that the one where everyone's hidden below mm, the floorboards? Yep. Oh, the speech and that he gives. Man, he is just – who is this guy? And then the funny thing is that he's like uh, ruthless then and he's cunning and manipulative and smart. And, but as the movie goes on, you start to see this really light, lighter side to him where he's a bit jokey and it's a bingo and all this. <laughs> like, what? And he's speaking like four or five different languages. Yeah. And, man, what a performance and what a character. So, yeah. He, went, he, he won the oh, um, yeah. Academy for that, didn't he? Yeah, he also won for um, Django. He did two in a row. And Django as well. Oh, my gosh. But I think, like, Django, he was great, but he was kind of similar to Hans a little bit. But I think Hans Lander was seriously just a breakthrough character and performance. Uh, yeah, if you're going to talk through breakthroughs, he's definitely a breakthrough, isn't he? So what's your number one, man? <laughs> well, We're already one, here. Well, uh, you did mention it before, but uh, I've got to stick with him, and that's uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Jules Winfield, Pulp Fiction. Uh, you can recite almost every line of his. Well, I used him yeah. for uh, two things when I went for a Year 11 drama assignment. Uh, Ezekiel 25, 17, the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he. I could go on all day, right? <laughs> I could go on all day with actual delivery. But um, uh, I, I was in love with this character and the way that – it was also helped uh, – I should, I should give a shout-out to John Travolta's character. Yeah, which was the, a perfect counter – Exactly. It allowed balance, Jules yeah. to be who he was oh, completely. because John Travolta was there. He was equally as great. Vince Vega. There's something about yeah, Vince Vega, but there's something about his character, Samuel's character and the way he performed it. With you know, his oily kind of afro hair and his beard, his weird go beard yeah. goatee thing and And then throughout the film you realise it's just a job to him. Yeah. And how smart and wise he is about the ways of the world and 
He's essentially just a yeah, he's a <laughs> bounty hunter, right? Yeah, and and then the whole you know scene where they talk about um, eating uh, uh, like McDonald's and things like that in yeah. Europe, Royale, yeah. the <laughs> Royale with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that all of that uh, showed me who Samuel L. Jackson was, and it showed the world who Samuel was. It meant he has a career. To me, it's based on that movie. Oh, completely. And um, like he was, I was watching a movie the other day where he, like before that, where he just got shot halfway through the film and yeah. wasn't long before that movie. And uh, now he's, I think he is, um, maybe Harrison Ford's got him, but him or Harrison Ford are the number one box office um, acting makers in the world. Draw cards and stuff. Draw, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the exact lines, but something along as like, <laughs> I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Yeah. You know, whatever the line is, right? That's but it. he can deliver it. Yeah. And make a it's film ridiculous. about snakes on a plane. Yeah. Watchable. And people go watch it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, he's, uh, but yeah, that, that turn in Pulp Fiction, though, was oh man, like there's so many great characters in Pulp Fiction, almost every one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought about Bruce Willis and yeah, and, so and like forth, you said, yeah. Mia Wallace. I mean, she was amazing. Yeah. I mean, like Rosie Perez, even. Yep. And, um, yeah. Even um, Eric Stoltz. Not Rosie Perez. Sorry, is it other actor? But yes. Uh, sorry. Eric Stoltz. Tim Eric Roth. Stoltz, Tim Roth. Like has just yeah. layered. I love you, honey bunny. Ving <laughs> Rhames. Everybody, this is a robbery. Any of you fucking pricks, move! <laughs> And I'll motherfucking execute every motherfucking last one of you. <laughs> like, oh my god! Oh god! Let's Speaking, of, can so we can we stop now? Like oh. live, we gonna watch a movie again. Speaking of one of the greatest <laughs> opening scenes of all time, when I, I saw that at the big screen, and when that paused, and they were just like in pause motion, and the song comes on, I was like, "What is this?" It's so good. It's so good, isn't it? Oh my god! Uh, you want my number one? Uh, I mean. If I have to. Well, anyone who is anyone who knows J-Mac, Jason in the house, knows that my number one will always be <laughs> Uma Thurman, The Bride, Beatrice Kitty, Black Mamba, Kill Bill <laughs> Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2. One of the greatest characters of all time, and she was amazing in it, and she'll forever be in my heart as a character and actor. Uh, yeah, I'm Kill Bill Obsessed. <laughs> uh, tell me more about Kill Bill Obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for something? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh. Hey, what's what's the name of that, um, the, the good, like, walking down the, you know, the, uh, you know. Oh, the Kill Bill one. Yeah, um, do you know what the name of it is? Uh, I should know because I'm obsessed. I know it's it's and, a killer. Yeah, I do know. Why are you talking? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I used to play it all the time, like for you know my own short films and stuff. Yeah. No, oh, fuck it. It's so annoying. I don't know it. Anyway, you were going to feed it through our new toy. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna attempt it, but uh, I won't. It seems okay. like it's gonna be too hard. Live, live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Live. It's not always going to go right. I'm gonna. Oh, here we go. Kill Bill. Um, Name a few old. I'm going to try Bang Bang on there. Oh, yeah. Bang Bang. Love that. Love that. Oh, it's coming through. Yeah, baby. Seasons came and bang, bang. The time. Oh, we know Bang Bang. We're going we're gonna to go with that. For um, those who uh, don't know, um, in New South Wales at least, 
Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 are released at the big screen on October 30th um, at Event Cinemas, I think around New South Wales. Uh, and they're going back to back, Volume 1 and 2 on the big screen. If you haven't seen Kill Bill 1 and 2, watch it then on the big screen. If you have watched it and you love it, do it again on the big screen. I'll be there in my yellow and black uh, onesie. Yeah, we're not going to find this thing. I don't know what it is called. Sorry. No, <laughs> everything I'm bringing on is nothing like it. So if I could look at it, I'd see it. I'd know it. Uh, well, you, can you just do it with your voice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's a killer because it's so good, isn't it? Yeah. So are we are we um, going to do honourables or are, yeah, we, uh, are we in a position to call a friend? Or I, no? no, I've got a, I've got a couple of honourables left. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I want to go Jamie Foxx, Django. Yes. Because I think that he played a, gr- a great role in that. Yeah. Being Jamie Foxx, I've only really seen him in, in terms of films, um, in a Tom Cruise film where he's assassinating everyone. That was really good. Um, what's it called? Corrosive, <laughs> correlative, <laughs> mathematics. Uh, um, you're on your own here, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. You know what I'm talking about? Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like I say, yeah, but you don't know. Um, starts with C. Fucking. All I can think of in my head is correlative, <laughs> which is the worst thing possible. Oh, God, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. He's oh, although, yeah. uh, uh, Night and Day, watch that. It's very good. Collateral. That's what I was looking for. Co- not Corrosive. Corrosive, collaborative. <laughs> Collateral. Uh, that is a great film uh, where you need to go watch uh, Jamie Foxx in that. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, my other one is um, Eli Roth mm. in Inglorious Bastards as yeah. Sergeant Donnie Dorowitz. And he is the bear Jew. The bear Jew. Yeah. Oh my god! And it, I think what I love about him, and again, it comes down to Tarantino's introduction of this character when Brad yeah. Pitt is sitting here just talking to two people who are about to probably be killed. You know, yeah. they're pretty sure, but they're not that sure. He's not, telling a story. He's yeah. telling a story, <sighs> and all of a sudden, he talks about the bear Jew, and all you can hear is, you know. And it gets louder. Coming out of the tunnel. And louder coming out of this tunnel, yeah. And uh, and it obviously it's this it's this particular guy, um, Sergeant Donnie, who's <laughs> banging his bat <laughs> against this brick uh, sort of stone wall coming out. And it's it's actually horrifying. It's actually horrifying. Yeah. If you were in that position. Oh, it'd be yeah, that's the whole point, right? How Tarantino is able to balance enjoyment with horrifying is so crazy, yeah, and because he makes it laughable because it's right on that edge. Although it's this, the situation's far from that. You know, <laughs> yeah. he does that really well. Oh, Pretty all right. Sure. So we are about to move. I haven't on to done our- my honourables. Oh, I thought you had. Sorry, go ahead. I haven't done my honourables. I also said to you, driver, are we positioned to make a phone call? And you ignored me. Oh, sorry. Do you want to make a phone call? Well, no. That's not my question. My question is, are we in a position to make a phone call? Oh, we call? can make a phone call if you like. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do my honourables. Um, maybe why you set that up, eh? Who, who would you like to call? 
Well, we, well, we could call Dickie, see if he's around. Okay. It'll be a one-way conversation, though. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll actually give them to you. Uh, so everyone knows, because this is new equipment, um, uh, my 3.5 jack that goes into where I can listen to everybody else, which is a normal uh, headphone jack, is not the case for every other microphone that I have. So I'm going to give the phone call over to Jason. Put the uh, baby uh, voice thing on. Yeah. My honourables are Pei Mei, Gordon Liu, Kill Bill, Volume 2. He's a wise master who trains Uma. Amazing. Stuntman Mike in Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell, Death Proof. Uh, I thought the movie was probably one of the uh, you know, least enjoyable QT films, but Stuntman Mike was great and, and Kurt was great. Well, I should put that in here. I need to see Hateful Eight again because there was a, a great cast in that. And yeah, I was talking about Death Proof, but yeah, Hateful Eight is obviously Kurt so Russell as well. Kurt Russell is, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking be, uh, because of Kurt Russell – I want to like him. I've always liked him. Hateful Eight's great. It's just a different watch. It's, you just got to be in the mood for it, and it's, yeah. it's still great. Um, actually, one of those characters is in here. So the other one I've got is Harvey Keitel, who plays Winston Wolfe in Pulp Fiction. Um, he's the guy who comes in and does the clean. He's the cleaner, right? What's interesting about this character is he also played almost the same character in a movie called um, Assassin, which was also called point of no return with Bridget Fonda and he he's, plays like a, an identical character I don't think his name is um, Winston Wolfe yeah. but he's a cleaner you know um, yeah, right. I, just cold I, ass I need to see that again because I remember the cover it's very yellow it's very Kill Billish yeah, yeah. Fact, that you think about it it's great I, um, uh, my wife and I watch it uh, quite a lot because we love it um, David Carradine is obviously Bill he's the snake charmer Kill Bill Volume 2 and the one that we were just talking about before with Hateful Eight was uh, Jennifer Jason Lee as uh, Daisy Domergerg from Hateful Eight. She um, she was amazing. Like she hadn't been on screen for since you know um, what was that? Uh, what was that thriller that came out? Um, single white female. <laughs> and oh, uh, single yeah, white female. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, she, and then she played an amazing character in Hateful Eight, and yeah, she won the Oscar. So um, Samuel L. Jackson. As uh, Stephen in Django Unchained, he's only known as Stephen. He's the um, that's right. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's um, very good in that, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's the first time you've seen Samuel as a complete prick. Like this character is like the worst of the worst, and uh, he's basically the you know the head of the um, the Negroes, and and he's the, um, he's what would you call him? His help um, helper. Yeah, he's kind of like like a butler like helper. A yeah. person, he's basically broken to believe that he's part of the white crew, if you know what I mean. Like he's he's trying to help the white crew. Yeah, because he has um, that particular stance in the community. Like he doesn't want to lower himself. Yeah, so he's yeah. happy for everyone else to be whipped. He's and almost like an elder, and but yeah. he's happy for shit to go on. He keeps everyone else in line. Yeah, we'll try. We'll try a phone call. We'll see if um, our mate uh, Dicky is here, who I know appreciates uh, some Quentin Tarantino, but uh, I think he's still coming home from work. So we'll just see how we go. We'll, we'll dial that in, even if just for testing this live. Okay, here we go. Testing purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, how you going? Hey, how you doing, man? It's um Jason here from uh, from the movie guys. How you doing, man? 
time and still away. Yeah, good, mate. Are you uh, are you actually home from work or are you still there? No, no, still still at work. Okay, cool. Mate, I just this is more of a test as well. So uh, thanks for hopping online. We just had our uh, discussion on our top five Quentin Tarantino characters in line with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood being released um, being released tomorrow. And we thought we'd – I know that you don't mind a bit of QT yourself. So I thought we would uh, just get your opinion on maybe one or two of your favourite uh, Quentin Tarantino characters and then – yeah, go from there. We've, we've probably got about uh, three minutes of satellite time. So um, what are your thoughts, mate? What what, time, what kind of rises to the surface for you? Uh, the initial standouts for me are uh, in order of appearance. <laughs> Michael Madsen in uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yes, actually, that was in Sean's top five. He was in Sean's top five doing uh, the little dance to stuck in the middle of you is it stuck or me? In middle, stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, just yeah. Um, just a great character actually. But uh, and there's two characters from Pulp Fiction that uh, stand out in my mind, which is uh, obviously um, the first one being John Travolta. I thought he did a fantastic job in that. And uh, oh, that whole, Vincent Vega. The whole, the whole yeah, Vin, Vinnie Vega with uh, the whole scene with um, Uma. Uh, you know, William Thurman and the dance, and then the you know, like pressing the intercom button, and, and oh. when he's a bit when he's a bit out of it, and yeah, that was like, amazing. It sticks in my head, very like great in, in a great way. So. And, and his career was, uh, you know, almost he, virtually gone before that. Yeah, correct. It was reset from that, right? So. Yeah, fully reset. Yeah, he was great. Um, yeah, Amia Wallace got uh, a mention in, um, which is Uma's character in uh, Sean's top five. Uh, we yeah. yeah um, who else did you have? The other one, the other one I love from Pulp Fiction is uh, the cleaner, Mister Wolf. Oh, I had him as well. Yeah, well, I, I had him as an honourable. So that's uh, Harvey Keitel yeah. was Winston Wolf. Harvey Keitel, correct. So, like to me, he um, he, he nailed his scenes and uh, just the great coffee. Yeah. Do you remember, I was just telling the guys, the pod, that do you remember, the reason why I had him as an honourable is he also played almost the identical character in a movie called um, Point of No Return, or it's also known as Assassin, uh, with Bridget Fonda. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah and he, uh, didn't he, didn't he, um, have to, he uh, applied acid to get rid of bodies or something? Yeah, and he ends up getting his... Head smashed by a red Ferrari or something? Was that that? Something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a vague, a vague recollection of that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, my, um, you'll never guess what my number one character. I, I, I did say, t- um, say to everyone, anyone who I knows know. anyone who knows <laughs> me will know that my number one character of all Kill time Bill. is Kill Bill. Yeah. Is who, though, in Kill Bill? Uh, well, I, I would have to say that it, it's going to be, um, well, See, mine is Lucy Lou, right? Yeah. Yeah, now, right. Olorenshi. Uh, yeah. Well, my, mine's a bride. For me, it's Beatrix, Kitty, the Black Mamba. Yeah, she, she was number one for me. She makes the film. But I, I did love uh, Lucy Lou in that. Yeah. I so also I've had... Got, I've got a soft spot for Lucy Lou, and I find Uma Thurman a little hard to... Um, like she, I think she does a great job. Just a little hard to watch sometimes, but that's oh. just my personal opinion. Oh, I thought uh, I knew a guy, but anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. No, I, also, I also had Pei Mei, Gordon Liu as uh, the uh, wise uh, master in Kill Bill Volume 2. I thought he was, yeah, it was as, a, as a cameo, 
Yeah, as a smaller role, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, now this is where this is where we can um, this is where we can get some honourable mentions as well. So, to me, from uh, Inglorious Bastards, we've got uh, Brad Pitt. That which that whole movie I've only I've only watched a couple of times, so it doesn't it doesn't stick in my head like Pulp Fiction, which I've worked with about eight million times. Uh, <laughs> but also uh, the opening scene for that is one of the best scenes I've seen, you know, with the whole, um, now, forgive me, I don't know his name, the actor, but Christoph he Waltz. does the whole, yep. yep. And sitting with the family and that nervous yeah. tension that's generated for that, like just fantastic. One of the greatest great. opening scenes ever. Correct. So he's a great character. He, he's, he's in my top because he's also absolutely superb in, in oh, I love him in Django as well. So, yeah, we, we kind of touched on that. And Brad Pitt's character was called Aldo the Apache Rain. Correct. Yeah, I remember so, when, when we were doing the Italian, Bongiorno. Yeah, <laughs> correct. So while his accent, Gabby, but you got, I just love Brad Pitt. Oh, I think so. He's so he, he, he always gets a, a mention in a, a running mind. And then, um, yeah, and then, look, Hateful Eight, I, um, I'm not calling out anyone. Yeah, I called out uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. I thought she was really good in that. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. That's probably because I've only watched it once. Okay. Uh, All right. To say. And Jackie Brown doesn't get a mention still for me, I'm afraid. Yeah, no, I'm a bit the same. I'm a bit the same. But um, yeah. All right, mate. Well, thanks for dialing in. Um, appreciate that, well, brother. And uh, just You called get... me, man. <laughs> thanks for being available. <laughs> no worries. All right, mate, I might catch you uh, for a beer or two very, very soon. <laughs> well, after my night tonight, I think I'm going to need one. Yeah, yeah man, well, you know I can awesome. help you. <laughs> Enjoy, guys. All right, mate, see ya. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, awesome. Well, that seemed to work okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fantastic. Um, it sounded like he, obviously, he's a massive QT fan. Yeah, yeah, he um, he's definitely on the Pulp Fiction bandwagon i mean obviously uh he was a, a very impressionable age he's a bit older than us so when that came out that would have been yeah just like nothing he had ever seen before you know we're gonna we're gonna move on to our uh next segment uh segment games <laughs> sorry i just went to the bathroom and i'm like Oh, <laughs> I had to sit there and listen to you and Vicky talk. Oh my god! Uh, it's my own fault. I didn't have a certain headphone jack to go into the headphones. He's got one job. Can we do these at the same time? Well done. That was good. Uh, don't touch my box. Bob. Don't touch my box. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I think you're looking for Riddle Me This, yeah? Riddle Me This. Riddle Me That. <laughs> Who is afraid of a big black bat? Jason, this is a game that we play uh, every week. It's a game that you can win. Don't often actually. No, I reckon you're more often winning than not in this particular segment. Well, we have of late, actually. Yeah. I, I wasn't looking forward to this the first time you ever brought it up, but uh, basically, you will ask uh, up to ten questions uh, yep. based on a film that you're thinking of, and it's up to myself and then the public yep. to try and um, guess what it is. The public. Before I get to the last last question, question yeah. yeah. The public obviously would try and beat me, uh, which 
I thought for a long time was easy. <laughs> but I've been amazing of the last at least two times. Oh, my God. Two times out of about six. But okay. two times and now I'm very confident. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get cracking. Top Gun. Yeah, finally. Hey! Uh, I thought I'd do this one for our second last one. No. I'll tell you what I will do for you, though, for yeah, our second yeah, yeah. last Riddle Me This. Yep. Yep. I'm going to pick a film in your gap year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Which gap year? I've had many. I know. You've had seven years in particular, which was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe from 209 to 215 or something? Roughly. Roughly. If, if, yeah, a, a year back for each, but yes. Okay. So released on the 16th of September, 2010. Oh, <laughs> wait, hang on, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Where were you? Because uh, this is the spring. Important. So here we go, people. So start taking down your notes. So we're going 16th Sep yep. 2010. So typical I either the start of the I was married in July. Mm. I went to Thailand. My wife then went to England. I came back here. I was then having to go back over there in about November. So oh, I was you would have watched here. this film at the cinema for well, sure. No, not necessarily. I was out. I was living on the floor of my friend's house, <laughs> gay friends. So we went out a lot. Right. Okay. Maybe not. This I I know your gay friend, and I, this wouldn't be his kind of movie. I wouldn't think. I have lots of gay friends. I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, okay, so yeah, it's spring 2010, Australian spring. It's uh, just before the Oscar corridor, you would think, and just after the US summer, so it's a dumping ground. Yeah, things that may not have may worked not out the work. way that people have expected. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, so the budget for this movie is $8 million. Uh, Australian or American? US. All right, US. Okay, good. There's a little trick question in the way because you could have narrowed it if you said it was Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 50-50, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Good. Yeah. Um, and obviously $8 million is quite a low budget compared to what we've what films we've had in this segment before. Box office was $58 million US domestic. So made for eight, Yep. created $58 million. For US and worldwide $74 million. For US. Oh, 74 worldwide. Yeah. Okay, so it did well from a from a profit point of view. Did amazingly, yeah. It's, a, it's almost a ten tenfold turnaround. But um, I still feel like when I found out it was seventy four million worldwide, yeah, it surprised me. I still felt like it was a bigger film than that. Oh, okay. but you're dialing back nine years, but I don't know. I just felt everybody's like some free tips here. Yeah, okay. free tips. Yeah. The uh, what did IMDb uh, users think? They said at 7.1 out of 10. That's actually not too bad. Okay. With 333,000 votes. Yeah. Okay. So, what? fine. Yeah. Fine. So, it has a following. Yep. Uh, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes uh -huh. for critics, and that was verified fresh, and 77% for audience. So, they're pretty much on the same page there, give or take, which is not always the case. Yep. I'm happy about this at the moment. Means that okay, it it's 132 be. minutes for whatever that's worth, and it's a comedy, drama, romance is the genre. Comedy, drama, 
I would probably say it's comedy, romance first, and drama a small portion, to be honest. Comedy, drama, romance. Comedy, drama, romance. Uh, 2010. Uh, just going to have to see. Okay, all right, I'm, I've logged it. Oh, Sean thinks he, he's on. No. Yes? No, you just logged that line. No, right? no, okay. I've, I've logged it. I, I don't have any idea really yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this tagline, I reckon you might. So it's a pretty, not obvious tagline, but it gives a little bit away. Okay. A comedy about a good girl, a small favour, and a big rumour. Comedy about a... Good girl, a small favour, and a big rumour. God damn it. I should know this. Call me about a small girl. It's not a good girl. A good girl. A small, a small favour. A big rumour. Is that what? Yeah, that's, that's right. Oh, geez, it's so hard. Okay, uh, the rating The rating is M. M rated? Yeah, um, and it makes sense for everything you've said so far in terms of money made and so forth. Synopsis. Synopsi. Yeah. Is a clean cut high school student relies on the school's rumor mill to advance her social and financial standings. God damn it. I'm sure I know this. It's not um No, it's not it's not that. Okay. Directed by Okay. Directed by Will Gluck. Will Will Gluck is known for one of our little fi- favourite PGs in Fired Up. Yeah. Uh, Friends with Benefits, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. And more recently, Peter Rabbit, Rabbit, Peter Rabbit which doesn't really mean anything in the context of this. Of this, but, yeah. but, but Peter Rabbit is a great film, by yeah. the way. He's yeah. a good director. I don't, I don't mind. Like, I, mean, I love those three films. So, yeah. yeah. Um, this is going to kill me because it's right. It's not the tip of my tongue because that's a bit of the wrong way to say it, but I like I should know it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's in a genre that I know that you love. Yeah, and I know I I love as well. And I'm sure right, I've seen yeah. it a oh, thousand times for sure. Yeah. Okay, reviews go from pleasantly surprised. I'm just gonna have my water. <laughs> pleasantly surprised, a funny comedy with a slightly skewed moral. Uh, here's a little hint for you. An excellent tribute to John Hughes. Watch it if you liked. This is me. Yeah. And this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. Watch it if you liked. Clueless. Legally Blonde. She's All That. Breakfast Club. I, I, I don't think this is it, but I'm going to put it down anyway. Um, here we go. I'm just I'm holding up a, a word yeah. uh, right down um, the bottom. Right down the bottom. Do you know it's right there? Uh, that was is another that movie. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a movie I was going to put in as a as a comp as well. Um, I might tie, uh, Can I tell the guys what you wrote? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it does help. Yeah. So uh, the movie that Sean wrote, which was. Actually, a movie I was going to use was She's the Man. Yeah. Um, it's very much in that kind of similar humour. Um, but obviously, the story is just probably slightly, slightly different. Um, the cast, support. Yeah. 
Um, and the support cast is great support cast. This was almost what made the movie. Stanley Tucci is amazing in this film. Uh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Malcolm McDowell from Clockwork. I know. Why am I blanking on this? Because you've had a bottle of rosé in 18 <laughs> proper true. 12s and now you're <laughs> under the gin. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty strange. That's right in it front of me. Why you could be an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, he doesn't get out much these days. No, uh, Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> I, 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 the thing is, I know this film. I'm yeah. playing it in front of my. Uh, I can never say this guy's name. Cam Gigandit. Gigandit. You know him by face. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. I know you like him. <sighs> So one thing that like like Clueless, yeah, uh, the parents in this movie were really kind of offbeat and in a really funny way, and it was really amusing. Um, uh, Clueless and uh, was and, and um, um, something like um, Ten Things I Hate About You. It was very similar in that where the parents and teachers were like, "What?" Yeah, and and Thomas Hayden Church was in what was that TV show that he was initially in? Um, something with Stacy. Ned. Ned and Stacey. Yeah, Ned and Stacey. And that yeah. was one of my favourite things yeah. I ever saw. Yeah. I used to love that show. All right. The leads. This is your last thing, really. I'll leave the last one till I actually haven't even written it down. Um, <laughs> because you thought you'd never get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we've got Dan Bird, who I don't know really well. Penn Bagley, who is also billed as lead, which I don't know very well either. But we had one of Amanda Bynes's. Last roles, um, which obviously from She's the Man. Yeah. And the main star is Emma Stone. Oh, bloody easy, eh? Yeah. yeah. No wonder it was that film. I hated that movie. That's why I chose it for you, for the second last. I hated that movie, which is why I've blocked it from my memory. It wasn't the umpteen drinks that I've had. It was the fact that I... Thought that this should never have been a film in the first place. Well, I think you got to go back to it. It's great. I've never. I yeah. will never. I, was, I watch it every year. Go. I'm very happy for you and your lifestyle. <laughs> you know, uh, no, you can jump on went. your own float and go down <laughs> the road as much as you like. Uh, you wonder why we're wrapping watch. things up. <laughs> I will never watch Easy A again in my life. However, I will watch The Girl Next Door. I know. <laughs> that was a great film. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. I know. Because you're a fan of John Hughes. I don't know why you don't like this film. Um, it's as good as, you know, Edge of 17 and 10 Things I Hate About You and She's a Man and, and liked, She's All That. And it was very much clueless. It's, no, I liked yeah. all of those. Yeah. This was too um, whiny. It was too much <laughs> Too much of the, the whiny. Uh that was the feeling of that movie. I'm not. I, I maybe I'm just not a big fan of Emma Stone. Yeah. That, that's also a thing. You know, it's yeah. just the way it is. People. Did okay, you like so, La La Land? Uh, so I still haven't seen it, and it's probably because she's in it. Yeah. Maybe that's. It. Oh, I'm not saying I, I haven't consciously not watched it because yeah. she's in it, but it makes sense now. Have you got something against redheads or things? I love redheads. True yeah. Blood, chick from True Blood. <laughs> She's in that, like, brilliant. Um, but no, 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 I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, you, you, okay, so so you know when you get to 
you know when you get to um the part where she no no okay, okay sorry so hollywood 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 Hollywood. You know, it's a take on Scarlet Letter and all that, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's so exciting. Thank you. I'll go watch it again. Ninety-seven um, percent of our podcast listeners love this film. I guarantee it. Good, and they could be on your side. <laughs> um, but people uh, get oh, Brad, uh, Brad Pitt. They they, they get uh, Zac Efron. They they pick all these people like because they're famous. Same as like there are lots of good singers out there, but Justin Bieber gets a go because they realize that he has a chance of getting most people out there. Yeah. But not everybody's going to love these people. Not no. everybody loves Brad Pitt, which is, you know, heresy. But not everybody loves him. Not everybody loves certain people. I don't happen, I guess, to love Emma Stone if this is the way it's going. I, I don't like Easy A. Okay. Yeah, I like all of the supporting cast that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. But you've only seen them once. Um, yeah, I think so. Maybe you would actually had a big night with your – your gay friend and you didn't enjoy the film or? I don't think so. No? No, I don't think so. I think I watched it actually on, uh, now that I know the film, uh, on home entertainment when I was in, in, in England. Oh, okay. So, so you had other things going on. <laughs> Find any excuse because <laughs> it was such an amazing film well, After this podcast, we're going to sit down and watch it together. Mate, No. <laughs> This is not going to happen. There are so many things in life that I want to do before I watch Easy A again. <laughs> and do you know what? I'd be happy dying never watching Easy A again. No. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to upset you like that. Um, now, if Emma Stone's listening, it's not you. <laughs> it's just maybe it was the writer. Maybe it was the director. I don't know. I won't watch it again to find out. And I'm sorry. I'm sure you are fantastic. Jason, what else has she been in so I can say that she's amazing? Oh, she's in one of my favourite films with Steve Carell. I love that film. What's that film called? The one with Steve Carell. Ryan Gosling. The one with Ryan Gosling uh, and Steve Carell. That's the greatest film. It's so good. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, my God. See, I was hoping that you would save me and now I feel like uh, I'm – just taking the piss. Wait, wait, I'm going to go. Eat, pray, uh, love, single white female. What are you talking about? Um, Emma, what's her name? <laughs> Stone. Oh, my gosh. Where we have to end on I'm this I'm just movie. making fun, mates. I'm just making fun, but I do want to look up what she's been in. Um, all right, all right. Here we go. I, about, um, uh, as an actress... I like Birdman. He, she was amazing in Birdman. Um, she was in Battle of the Sexes. Haven't seen it. Yeah, I didn't Irrational. enjoy that. She was in the interview, uncredited though. Birdman. Uh, she was in Amazing Spider-Man Two as Gwen Stacy. I didn't like her in that. Yeah. Um, we're running out of films. The Help. I don't remember her in that. She was good in that. She was the main character. <laughs> Okay, easy A, of course. Zombieland. Okay, I think she was pretty cool in Zombieland. She was great in Zombieland. What about the film that I was talking about? What's that called? Sh Go back up. What do you mean? Easy A. No, no. The one that we're talking about with Steve Carell and and uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, crazy Stupid yeah. Love. Yeah, that was good. Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, no, that was actually really good. Really good. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. 
Okay. I don't. I think it's her because I I like her in things. I just don't. Maybe, maybe it's her agent. After thirty four episodes and count, <laughs> countless pieces of content, I think we're over a hundred. I found out that you don't love Emma Stone, and that's okay. No, maybe it's not her. Maybe it's her agent. Maybe it's the roles that she chooses. Because I'm seeing some roles here. I'm like, no, no, you're actually really good in those, but you're not good in some other things. Yeah. Maybe it's the roles that they choose for her and then people make it because it's her name going onto it. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of aspects that go into filmmaking and um, obviously you love her, you can have her. Cool. Good. Well, everybody, <laughs> I'm glad we got <laughs> to this point. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was a bit of a downer to, to end with. But uh, okay, so let's recap. This is our penultimate episode before we go on a little bit of a hiatus. We will um, uh, uh, have our last episode. Um, in fact, we're going to make it a little bit of a uh, an episode where we have a little bit of a crew around, yeah. um, some some old faces. Maybe live, live, live. Live, 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 uh, as much as possible. We'll announce this on our social, but um, obviously tune in for that. Uh, and... Um, we, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try and announce what we're going to be doing, I guess, in the future and separately as soon as we can. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, as soon as we're doing something, we'll let you know and you can follow or not or yeah. object or whatever. Object. <laughs> and reject. Oh, that, that's what <laughs> it is. As well, They'll yeah. reject without you saying that <laughs> they can reject. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I, watch, I watch Twitter a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think we'll um, we'll gear up for our um, wrap up show within the next, uh, you know, hopefully two months. You know, the next eight weeks. Yeah, we're going to um, build up to it. Yeah, because we want to spend a bit of time on the um, on the uh, format and, and the agenda and, and make sure everyone's available. All that. Yeah. So it could be it could be a little while, but it'll be a good one to wrap up on, and then we'll just see what happens in the new year. Yeah. I guess it's going to be a very special episode. I hope. Yeah. 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 That would be good. And, uh, yeah, we welcome anyone to provide any feedback on any of our socials to what you might like to see us do or yeah. segments or, you know, whatever, um, guests or we can call people or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and and also if uh, if you're listening to this, uh, this has been, as you, as you have heard, recorded on a different particular piece of equipment than we have done for the whole other entirety of our uh, show. Yeah. So if you have uh, comments technically, um, yeah. Feedback as well. Very and the actual fact, um, on that point, um, in November, I think it's October, I think it was, yeah, we're coming up to our third year doing this show. We've been doing it solidly so for maybe, three years. <laughs> maybe we'll hang back for November and <laughs> do like a third year show. Yeah, anniversary. <laughs> uh, that's if we haven't killed each other by then because I'm going to make you watch Easy A. <laughs> it's, it's just, it just it will never happen in this lifetime. Can everyone write in to Sean and I and tell, tell him what you think of the film? Because I know most of you would really enjoy it. Okay, no, you know what? I will give you an out. And I'm going to make it a simple out. An easy A out, if you will. If you can get 200 signatures. 200. That's it. Easy. I will watch this movie. Okay, done. I will watch it with you if you want, so you know that I'm actually that watching it. That is my project in the next two months or whatever it is until All we right. do our last show. If you can get 200 signatures, I will watch this movie. Sure. And what's what's it got to say? The signatures have just got to be No, what? you need to write what it's for. Okay. Um, and it needs to be for you and I watching EZA together. All right. Okay. Um, however you want that to happen, I'm, I'm happy for that to happen. Okay. But it needs to be legitimate 
What if I got 200 signatures for us to sit down and watch the uh, entirety of uh, Emma Stone's catalogue? No, it <laughs> that would be, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a 500. <laughs> to get to that. Yeah. All right, no, I'll go so for it. So it's 200 for EZA, for EZA it's 500 <laughs> for the catalogue. <laughs> <laughs> I can only watch Help so many times. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, anyways, thanks so much for listening. Um, yeah. And uh, sure, and need some water. <laughs> I, I, I hope you've enjoyed the show. And uh, you we'll, guys have been great. Yeah, we'll, and we're going to move on to my my last button that I'm about to press. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see you very very soon. Hang in there, and thanks for your company. Good night.